Hello, corn dogs. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, Anchor by Spotify is your solution. Anchor allows you to make a podcast in the easiest way possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools to let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. It also distributes all your podcasts for you, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever, and Anchor does all that for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. Watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast. They're a semi-chaotic team, man. They're here for podcasting. Watch a new and podcast. Watch a new and podcast. We're headed to the tri-state to hang with Phineas and Ferb. So come along for all the thrill with Felipe, Navi, and Will. They're firing up the Rewatchinator. This is what we're going to do today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What You Doin'. And I'm here, and my name is, I almost said, my, I'm Phineas, and this is Ferb, and we're going to sing you a song, but that's not true. Um, I'm Felipe, here with a lovely crowd. Uh, first off, we got to talk about the MVP. She plays the bassoon, the bass, and the, the banjo. It's Navi. Navi, how are you doing? Uh, I do not play all of those instruments. I did play the clarinet and then in grade 12, the bass clarinet in a uh, high school band, but that was about it. Bass clarinet, that's, that's one that shrinks. Yeah, I guess that's, I, well, at least I still have my clarinet then. Yeah. Yes, um, but we're not alone, Navi. We have someone who loves grilled cheese sandwiches, I would hope, because then this this reference would not work. But it's Will. Will, do you like grilled cheese? No, yeah, that was gonna that was gonna be my intro was that I ate a grilled cheese right before this. Yeah, uh, it would have been a lie, but it would have been banana on it. Uh no, I, I, absolutely not. I I can't eat bananas, won't eat bananas. They're a food that starts with B, uh, and not one that goes into my body. Yes, and we have a very special guest. Just like Linda, we always have to celebrate him because he is the absolute best. It is Michael J. Clark. MJC, how are you doing today? Ahoy! Uh, ahoy! <laughs> that was a choice. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I'm very excited uh, to finally record with uh, the great Will and the great Navi. And uh, Felipe, you're here too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Felipe that? and I uh, have uh, already recorded a few podcasts together, so uh, this is uh, an old hat relationship. But uh, I-, I love the three of you, and I'm excited to talk about a show I know nothing about. Yay! So this is yes. exciting. So, what's your backstory with Phineas and Ferb? You kind of teased it, but like, what? When were you first so introduced to the my concept? Backstory, <laughs> my backstory about Phineas and Ferb is. Uh, I knew the three of you had a podcast about it, uh, and I messaged Felipe and said, hey, if you ever need someone who knows nothing about the show, but is just going to railroad every conversation, uh, I'm happy to be that person, and uh, here we are. I, I, 
uh, the uh, time check right now, it is 6.10 p.m. Uh, I started my first Phineas and Ferb episode at mm, 5 p.m. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bit older than this crowd here, and so uh, this uh, th- this one missed me. But uh, I'm excited to talk about it. You're an Ashley Tisdale fan, as we acknowledged in the past. You you enjoy, of course, Ashley yes, Tisdale, yes, so. yes. Uh, High School Musical. Yeah, yeah. And so the blonde one. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, what what did you like? Just general impressions. What did you think of the episode that we made you watch? Uh, I thought it was uh, uh, fun, F- fun little uh, uh, two, a uh, little twofer uh, with the the short little episodes. Uh, I, I feel like I haven't watched a half hour cartoon with like the twofer since like my days of Nickelodeon. So like your yeah. Rugrats, your Dugs, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, things like that. So uh, it was fun. It's a little throwback. I, I loved it. Yes. No, we, it's so digestible. It's very fun and easy to consume. Uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed these episodes and I definitely remember the first one. I don't know how much I remember of the second one, but I remember the first one vividly from like growing up, but Will and Navi, what about you? What did you remember from this episode, these episodes? Uh, I'll, I'll get into it later whenever I talk about uh, how much this first episode worked for me. Uh, that this, this, like opening bit of Candace singing the song for her mom whenever it's just like her doing the songwriting and it's like not a complete song at all. Uh, I think the fact that that is not a complete song at all means it's stuck in my head even more. Just this one line of mom, hey, it's your bird. Yeah, I was going to say. That has been living rent-free in my head for years. You know what's been living rent-free in my head for the last few days? Scooby-Doo but- and the bunny. <laughs> uh it's an iconic moment in history but yeah so uh navi what about you what did you remember from this episode i literally just remember the monitor birthday and like even like the ending part where they're like oh you can sing the completed song now for linda and that was like the scene i remember i have zero memory of the second part of the episode so this will be uh interesting to talk more about as we go through it but yeah that was uh sort of my experience with the episode yeah so we I can... feel like the second half is like it's like a magic school bus ripoff pretty like, much i feel like yeah. i've seen this magic school yeah, bus before 100 percent. but did the magic school that. bus have a song about riding down the spleen probably I'm, uh, I, that's I, like part sure. of part of the regular magic school bus theme song is yeah. the uh, take a left at the intestines something yeah like this. yeah um and i think cruising I think, on a sound wave is my favorite lyric from that one. I, I think uh the magic school bus was also probably more uh atomically correct anatomically correct yeah mm-hmm. uh there's there's a lot of things here where like at some point they're in the the digestive system but then they're also in the bloodstream but then they're also in the nerve there's so many things that that uh, don't make scientific sense about it yes think, yeah speaking of magic school bus, school bus. Would not make that mistake yeah speaking of magic school bus it's number five on my brazilian dragon podcast zenlennial tv theme song bracket rankings oh it's a bop it is a bop it um, is a bop so MJC, what did you know about Phineas and Ferb besides the fact that we had a podcast? Like, and you listened to Renab, so they discussed it obviously. So, what was your impression coming in 
before like and then what was your impression coming out well yeah. that's an assumption that i got to that part in the renap episode it didn't just stop <laughs> after i heard uh my friend ttn talk about iCarly. um so <laughs> i know all i know about phineas is that uh he is billy eilish's brother um <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Vincent Martell is Billy Eilish's brother? I know, I knew nothing about uh, the, the Phineas and the Ferb. Um, you you kind of gave me like cliff notes, Felipe, over Clubhouse um, a couple days ago that you were trying to convince Kalish to start watching. Uh, and I was saying, you don't have to, and having never watched an episode, so I'm just being a troll. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my long way of saying that I, I mean, I, I couldn't pick these characters out of a lineup. Uh, it really <laughs> just like wasn't. It it, it like it, it was never a cultural moment for me. Mm-hmm. This show, and so, so it, it it missed me. So you're really you're really out of your element. Not only podcasting about a show you've never seen, but also podcasting about episode eleven. And not, <laughs> I mean, and not, like, yeah, the first episode of a show. Guys, either. like, this isn't fucking Mad Men. Like, <laughs> right, right, of course. <laughs> I could do, like, episode 35 of Rugrats and get the gist. Like, oh no, like, I, I haven't watched the first eight episodes of Hey Arnold. I can't talk about episode nine. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two brothers, they have a sister who, like, isn't as annoying as the show like depicts her like i'm sure she's like just a normal person but like oh my god she's so annoying uh and uh a a little uh um uh, an animal that is is secretly uh you know a a superhero saving the world yeah i got it not gonna lie you threw me very off when you were like vincent martella is related to billy eilish i spent like two seconds googling that and i was like some of us got the joke Yes. Yeah, I didn't. I Maybe didn't. you need to read more, Felipe. Not reaching. Wait, 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 wait. Felipe, did you not know that Phineas is Billy Eilish's older brother? No, that's not true. Yes, it is. <laughs> so it's one hundred percent true. Vincent Martella is not. Phine- no, 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 not Vincent Martella. No. His name is Phineas. Oh, the artist, the musical artist. <laughs> I thought you were. T- I was like googling Vincent Martella, Billy Eilish. That's where I was at. No, no. Okay, you can't do this to me. Um, but yeah. So I'm. I'm two out of three mom. ain't bad. Meatloaf said that. The, 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 I, the get that on the I get that reference. I understood that reference. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, anyways, who's starting us off with Journey to the Center of Candace? Is that Will? I think mom's birthday is first. Mom's, mom's birthday yeah. first. Honestly, yeah. I've been thrown off. Here, <laughs> I'm going to go work on my bunny drawings, and that's what we'll be up to um, as I take notes on this episode. So, yeah, take us through mom's birthday. All right. So, for mom's birthday, it starts off with you hear Kansas saying, singing, Mom, it's your birthday. I've uh, not sung quite like that, but you get the gist. Um, oh, and yeah, and Phineas and Ferb wake up and they're like, oh shit, it's mom's birthday. We should probably do something for her. And so they just plan all of these elaborate things that they're going to do. Um, so I guess, first off, have any of y'all forgotten your mom's birthdays? Never. 
I don't think I ever have, no. I think my mom would wish sometimes that people forgot <laughs> her birthday. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, as she gets older, uh, she does not enjoy her birthday. <laughs> she does not enjoy <laughs> that, so... Uh, but no, we never, we never, I've never forgotten, uh, a parent's birthday. Navi, yeah. how about you? Uh, so I did forget my mom's birthday once, but to be fair, it was like an exam day. So I was like very stressed out. And also I'm like one of these people who can't wait to give a gift. Like as soon as I buy it, I'm like, here, just fucking take it. Like happy mm-hmm. birthday, Merry Christmas, whatever. So I gave her her birthday present like present two weeks beforehand. When I have something... I- like a present or something planned for someone mm-hmm. it's so hard for me to show. I just like ignore them because if I if I talk to them then I'm gonna like say that like for Caitlin's birthday last year I got her a cameo from someone from Gilmore Girls because that's her all-time favorite show uh what's her name Rini Bell um who played Ooh. Lulu Rini oh, okay. Bell yeah okay. and she went she it was like a six minute cameo too that's like part so I got it like a day after I submitted it and I had it for a week because I thought it was going to take like a week to get to me. So I just like did not talk to Caitlin for a whole week. I was like, I'm sorry if you thought I was avoiding you. It was because that's true because I didn't want to spoil your gift. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just I like avoid people when I have a present for them and, because I don't want to like I, I know that I will squeal like Navi said she would. That's uh, that's in the spirit of gift giving is to ice someone out before you give it to them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so it basically kind of becomes a competition in Candace's head and like in terms of, you know, who can like one up each other for like giving mom the best present. And we, yes, Felipe? To be fair to Candace, she wasn't doing, it wasn't like a competition to her until Phineas and Ferb, she walked in with bed and breakfast. She was minding her business and then Phineas and Ferb slammed the door on her and interrupt and then like one up her and that's like so disrespectful and everything that they do like she does she has breakfast she has the card and mm-hmm. they just like one up her without caring for her feelings yeah well like when it came to the breakfast thing I always like interpreted it as like oh they just didn't notice that like she was there because they were in such a frenzy to get the gift for her because they for, had forgotten. Like, that's how I interpreted it. I didn't see them seeing it as a competitive thing. I saw it more from Candace's perspective, but I don't know what the other two of you thought of that. And they were also like, hey, sis, you can man the omelet station. Yeah. Like, they yeah. were very <laughs> willing to, like, share the gift. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> definitely, uh, I think, maybe, yeah, def- definitely with, with, I think we give Christmas gifts more than we give birthday gifts, but but as someone with that's probably with, easier because you have like four brothers. And yeah, but like, mm-hmm. as someone with with brothers who have much more disposable income than I do, <laughs> I, I'm I'm very much a like oh yeah I, I will add my name onto what what they are paying for, that like I I will I will like help with maybe some of the planning of of buying gifts, um but I I definitely uh, get more credit than I deserve for sure, in terms of, of, of contribution. Now, I know the answer to this question already, but I'm just going to ask it for the podcast because I'm a professional podcast to give you know. Um, <laughs> but Felipe, how do you feel about the song as gift? I, I am a big fan of a song as a gift. Uh, I could never write. Well, I could probably like throw wand off style song that sounds awful because i am tone deaf but 
Um, I am a big proponent of like doing something creative from the heart, but like that the person will enjoy if you don't have the means to like get a good present for them. Uh, and yeah, Mike MJC is saying that because I did get him a playlist for his birthday, a 10 song playlist. So yeah. Uh, what about you, Navi and Will? What, how do you feel about songs for your birthday? Um, I, th- I, th- I would appreciate getting a song for my birthday. I, w- I was going to say it's, it's very bold of Candace in her songwriting ability, thinking that she can do this day of. Yeah. Uh, like write a song the morning of the birth. I, I could not do that. Yeah, do you? Uh, and I don't do know many people who could. You've never written a wand off of? in like 30 minutes? <laughs> I, I spend way too much time thinking about uh, what I'm going to write in a wand off to where like I, I i don't think i could do it that quickly if i tried to it, it wouldn't be good enough that i'd be happy submitting it i can write a first draft of a wand off in 30 minutes but then i will like need to like tailor it and like edit it like the like rough outline and then also like i so in my wand off duo i was usually the writer and then the other person was the recorder um and then like we would we i remember we spent like two hours on a phone just going over one wand off because she had a lot of edits and I think that was a really good one though. So I'm glad that we like tailored down because usually we just like write it and send it. But yeah, MJC is another wand off winner here. So so my process is so douchey. Oh my God. (laughs) Turn off the podcast, everybody. (laughs) The process. My process is uh, I would like scroll through my Spotify and like just look at song titles in playlists I already had and like think of puns. And so like, what I'll do is I'll work backwards from like having a title and being like, oh, like I could do that. Uh-huh. So like the one wand off that I like won a hat for and that like I'm like semi known for um, was easy because I was just like scrolling. Like I was just like thinking of like, all right, kick it. What rhymes with mm-hmm. kick it? Like, how can I make kick it into something? Because mm-hmm. I was like the big quote in the episode. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I, I like use like a rhyme dictionary in my head. I'm like, oh, look up ticket, and I like found mm-hmm. something that had ticket, and I'm like, oh, I could do this. Like this is, this is yeah, fine. I, I very much do the same thing with like scrolling through like. 80s karaoke, 90s karaoke, yep, yep, 2000s yep, yep, yep. karaoke playlist. <laughs> so one of my, I'll say like one of my favorites that uh, I, I I never thought got the shine that it deserved because I thought it was really, really smart. And I thought that I did uh, pretty well with it. Uh, but it was in, um, it was in uh, David vs. Goliath. And it was the double episode where uh like the storyline of like carl loving beer yeah was like a big thing uh-huh. and i was like scrolling through my, my my spotify playlist and i'm like oh my god elton john i guess that's why they call it the blues the booze and i guess that's why carl loves booze and i was like oh like- <laughs> i love that one in the moment that made it top so five good. right no, no, no. It was only an honorable on, mention. I remember listening HM, to that a lot. And on many. Yeah. Anyway, this has nothing to do with the the show. This is again like me being yeah <laughs> like completely Honestly, like douchey. So uh, you can cut all of this. Fine. This is what we're here for. <laughs> this is why you're on the episode. Oh, thank. Well, so if it's we're sharing about me, enough about this cartoon show. 
Let's while we're sharing while we're sharing wand offs that we're proud of that doesn't get enough love um first off michael congrats yes, one year so that like around this time last year you won your hat so congrats yeah. once again just on the it year it was yes it was around my my, my b-day I, uh, of course yes um and then one that i was very proud of that never got any play was i wrote a uh a poser a song about john fincher showing up to the family visit last year to the tune of Beck Loser. Um, <laughs> and I was very proud of that one. Uh, there was, And then there was also one that I don't think I ended up writing, but I was very proud of it. It was um, when Kelly played her idol on Dean, I think it was um, either that, it was something Dean related. So it was either that one or when Chelsea got voted out and he was Detective Dean or something. It was something Dean related and it was, um, by uh, do what that thing by Lauren Hill. I had I had some fun lines that I don't remember at the moment, but I remember like listening to it and I like writing some lines down. But then I ended up doing nothing with that. Especially, I don't think Audrey knew the song, so that's why we didn't do that. Um, shout out to my Wandoff partner Audrey Sizemore. We got in the top five once. She was she got in many more times than I did, but um, we got we got one for uh, Counting Stars uh, about Reem. So there you yeah. go. Navi, where do we go next uh, besides Candace writing the song? Yeah, so Candace writes the song, uh, and uh, Phineas and Ferb also like do the breakfast buffet, and they also present like this giant card with like a huge group of like Linda's friends and their friends, and uh, Candace is feeling one upped. Uh, and uh, Linda's like, "Hey, I hope you don't go overboard with presents because they're like, oh, we still got a present for you, mom." Um, and uh, she, Linda mentions that she wants to get a nice sundress, a polka dot one from like one of the shops. And Candace is like, okay, perfect. I will go there and get that present so that I can one up my brothers. And so she goes and gets the dress. And I have to say, and she buys the dress, no bag with her. Like you think you would get a bag, especially at these like small boutique, like independently owned shops, you, they give you like your own bag, their own bag and the, or you can just bring a reusable one. Like, I don't understand why she's like cycling with like the dress, like flowing down behind her. I, I don't understand that at all. Is that, is that, am I crazy? No, she's asking for trouble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we've seen like so many times that Candace gets so hyper-focused on something that, that she forgets all other details of the world around her. That something is bound to go wrong because she's so like one track minded on, on getting something to her mom. Yeah. And then like when she comes home with the dress, like Phineas and Ferb have like a fashion show for their <laughs> mom to be like, Hey, which dress do you want? And like Isabella's modeling it. I don't um, know about and... you two, but, or you three, I don't know how you would feel about watching a runway show on your birthday unless it was like a big event but like a backyard runway show i don't know that's not something that i would want to do on my birthday that's just me personally um yeah i mean i, I, I want if it doesn't feel like a social yeah. event i would i would want to do something with my friends i don't know I, I mean i guess but like once you're like once you're a mom like that that's your personality is your mom like, you, like <laughs> You're not allowed to like do social events. Like your personality is like, oh, my kids want to throw a fashion show. Um, I don't want to ask. Way, MJC. Way, is the joke? Is the joke in in this this Phineas and Ferb world? Because uh, they like kind of touch on it in the second episode. 
but it's a joke that like these two like children are just printing money kind of yeah yeah okay. so that like that like they just have disposable income for days yeah they they've kind of talked about it. they they built a roller coaster in the first episode and and it's mentioned that they charged admission at this roller coaster and and the creators have said that they they took the money that they charged for the roller coaster and quote unquote invested it wisely and then <laughs> just have like infinite money essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so basically don't ask questions. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That uh, of course this doesn't make sense for for kids to be able to no. do all the things that they can, but you know, it's yeah. a cartoon. I love that Will and MJC both switched hats <laughs> to wear the Wiggler's Wombat's hat and make me feel loved out as I never won one. But no, we love that. Um, I, well, haven't... At least you entered. I didn't even enter into a wand up because you know what? I wanted to give everyone a fair shot because let's be real. I would have all of the hats, of all of the slap bracelets. Like yes. I would have gotten the jacket. Like, so honestly, you should all be thanking me for all your wins. Yes. Felipe, you don't... Um... You don't have uh, the hat from being a patron of. Uh... Nah, I'm only a ten dollar level. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, that's a fifteen dollar perk. Uh, but uh, I did want to ask. So this is not going to make a ton of sense until next Monday when I drop the Scooby Doo Two podcast. <laughs> but MJC, how do you feel about the word "mommy"? Oh my god! No, uh, you think it should be I, normalized? I don't, I don't care for it. Okay. Yeah, that was a thing on the podcast uh, that. Uh, Will and Jacob were trying to normalize mommy as a word. And I was trying to abnormalize not... it. Yeah. No, <laughs> but yeah, so that uh, you asked a question about moms and I was like, oh, I got of this tangent. <laughs> but oh, there you go. All yeah. right. That that's uh that that's what they call yeah. in the biz a tease. And I know the biz. And <laughs> yeah. here is here just to drop all the like professional info for all of the listeners. That's me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Cut Mommy to people tea. who have heard my podcast being like professional. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So the moths, uh, like, I don't know, devour the sundress. I don't know how else to describe it. And it Do moths Candace- act like that? I feel like moths don't like, that's oh, yeah. a termite sort of thing, not a moth. No, with cloth, it's moth. No, no. Moth, oh. Moths absolutely eat clothes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they eat them that fast, but, you know, it's a cartoon. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I interrupted mom, mom. with a science question because I don't science. Yeah, so then Candace like oh, moths absolutely. Yeah, close. they do. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, but this causes Candace to like freak the fuck out and like just run inside. <laughs> and like her mom hears Candace, but she doesn't see her because she's too busy like with the fashion show. Um. Anyway, we move uh back and then like where were we again? Feel free to cut this part out, Felipe um so yeah so uh, you know i won't <laughs> yeah so then candace like cools down a, and, an entire three hours of content last yeah. week nothing gets cut oh yeah yeah so like i guess candace like finishes freaking out and goes back outside and like phineas and ferber like hey we have like a video presentation and they let candace control the remote for the presentation and, and like, it basically Ugh. just goes over Linda's whole life. Yeah, she was born, and then she was in the 80s and then the 90s. So, uh, MJC, just a little backstory. Linda was a one-hit wonder 
as a one-hit mm. wonder expert of your own um of course shout out to the renap episode you were on fantastic podcast episode <laughs> yep um Go but on. linda was uh a 80s pop star named lindana and her hit single was i'm lindana and i want to have fun Hmm. It's a bop. It's Can honestly. Can we play it for like, MJC? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna go find it. Do it. Talk amongst yourselves while I find it. Um. And uh, what's the story with Mr. Linda? Why is he on the road? I think that's just um, part of his job, eh? Situation. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure he why like... he was on the road in this episode. I, I think there was just a. Okay, I'm it's not like sure. uh, it's not like a recurring thing. Where like no, he's he's, like, he's often around. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, so okay. so, uh, Linda is Phineas and Candace's mom, and and Lawrence is Ferb's dad. Uh, so they're they're step siblings. Oh, they're a blood but, family. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, do we want to listen to the song or? Yeah. Let me let me please set that up. Uh. Here we go. I'm Lindana and I want to have fun. I don't know why I paused. I'm not Roxanne, I'm not Aline, I'm not Sharon. And I don't want to study, work, or stay at home. I'm Lindana and I want to from a much later episode i think yeah, yeah. we we definitely haven't gotten more than about 10 seconds of this song so far all right so it's a little uh you know it's a little like mambo number five me yeah. uh, uh <laughs> that's not my name uh, I, I yeah sung by the girl from uh, love actually who plays uh vanessa in the show the little girl uh olivia olsen huh yeah and then the voice of ferb is the little boy the the ginger boy Tom, yeah. what's his name will Thomas Brody Sangster. Yes. Is it so? Is it a thing that 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 Ferb talks less than uh, yes. Phineas does? Mm-hmm. Very I feel much. Like and Ferb had like three lines, so it's like a Penn and Teller situation. Almost. Right. And and the the three lines he had in these episodes was actually like pretty like a high amount of 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 Ferb <laughs> content for an episode. Usually he gets okay. a line per episode, and that's that's kind of his bit. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, as a part of the video, the very finale of it, turns out Phineas and Ferb recorded Candace uh, without her knowing, uh, singing the uh, I Love You Mom song, and uh, they tape her singing it. What did you all think about the song in full? Um, um, sorry, go ahead. It was good. It was, you know, it was, it was, it was definitely a, a very sweet song. Uh, I, I, I wonder... Uh, how these two were able to film the entire song without uh, her mm-hmm. ever noticing <laughs> her uh, brother and stepbrother are just like standing there with a video camera. Um, no, it was, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, it was a nice moment. Uh, 
uh candace was able to like have her moment in the sun uh got to hear those uh got to hear those beautiful pipes uh it was very nice yeah well what about you yeah i think it, it, it we'll get it get to it later in my song rankings i think it's my favorite uh so far of the like sentimental e songs mm-hmm. um then and i think what what really made it work for me was the fact that you saw the songwriting process at the very beginning and she only sings this mm. line that doesn't really have any sort of resolution to it. So that's that song, that opening line to that song is stuck in my head the entire episode. And I and it finally feels resolved at the end of this 10 minutes uh, when when you get to hear the full song. And and I, I think that that makes the episode work cohesively for me, that that it, it felt like it really wrapped it up nicely. Yeah. And then after the song, obviously Linda's like tearing up at the end and she like hugs Candace. <laughs> and like um and like they uh, uh let me start that again. Um so Linda <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. I'll I'll Okay, so uh the song <laughs> Leave it in, Felipe. All of it. Don't leave it. I don't know what I missed. Nothing but, but professional yeah. podcasting is what you missed. <laughs> yeah. Just me like freaking out. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the song ends, and Linda's obviously like tearing up. She goes up on the stage and hugs Candace and tells her, Oh, like this is such a great birthday present. Um, and then of course Phineas and Ferb have to like, okay, on to the next thing. We've uh linked up dad on the satellite link up uh and then they go and talk about that and of course linda mentions to lawrence that oh you know the boys did this for me and candace wrote me this song and performed it it was great um and that's sort of the end of that storyline um so what Mm -hmm. did you think about this part overall i thought it was good i I think it's it was definitely a little bit different from most of the Phineas and Ferb storylines we get because instead of maybe one particular thing they do it's it's more like a series of, of nice things they do um but I I thought it was nice it was it was very uh sweet yeah yeah he no, just sent the wikipedia link to Phineas Connell the, the fact that I am three days older than this man and he's much more famous and successful Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to go down that lane. <laughs> yeah. so, um, you know, my, my, I just had a birthday and, uh, wait, if, if, I if, know you, this is. if you've been on Twitter, then you know that I have a birthday a couple of days ago, but, uh, <laughs> so I, uh, a few birthdays ago, I had planned this whole like joke about, you know, uh, my accomplishments by the time that like, I turned 30 versus like what Lena Dunham turned 30. Like before I made the joke, I'm like, <laughs> oh, let me just look up to like make sure when she turned 30. And I was like four months older than her. And I was like, oh, oh no, no, this isn't funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, or is it? Is it funnier now? And so like, the tweet became that. So yeah. I think uh, it is funnier that way. It is, it is, it is. Uh, Felipe's busy uh, reading up on Phineas. No, I just realized, I found out that he was Alistair in the last season of Glee, which 
I watched once and will probably never watch again the final season of Glee. But <laughs> shout out to the choir room. Shout out to the choir room. <laughs> yes. Um, but I I remember him more from when Mark Salling passed away. He was very critical of the people who were saying rest in peace. Mm. Um, I, I remember seeing tweets from him, and I did not realize that he was Billie Eilish's brother. Yes, sir. There you go. Uh, Felipe, you didn't give your thoughts on the end of the episode. Um, what the song itself? I I think we're gonna get into this with our feedback, but I enjoyed the song. Um, that said, now I can't remember the lyrics because I'm Lindana is stuck in my head. Um, uh, happy mom, it's your birthday. Okay, there we go. Yeah, no, I liked it, but like Will said earlier, the the original line is what stands out. Like I didn't remember the rest of the words, but yeah, I felt I was. Did we talk about the doof plot? Yeah, we're gonna get into the doof plot now. Okay. Um, so meanwhile, in case you didn't know MJC, uh, Perry is actually Agent P and he's like a spy for a uh, major monogram. I don't know what the spy agency is. I don't think it's ever stated. It's is it? OWCA, the organization without a cool acronym. I like okay, it. Okay, gotcha. I like it. That's clever. That's clever. Uh, so major monogram gives Perry his mission and it's that Doofenshmirtz is in his mountaintop castle laboratory where he's buying uh, suspicious items, including a giant metal spear and two animatronic wax robots. Uh, now, when you heard this, MJC, did you have any idea what Doofenshmirtz's plan could possibly be, like even just an inkling of it? Um, yeah, I, I got the, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I got the gist of it. He wants to shrink things he finds annoying. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt very upset for Pelican Pete um, and the Pelicans in this episode, but I was also dying with the 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 way they animated the Pelicans to be like upset and angry. Yeah, Austin from Pearl Islands would be for the. Yes, he would, but Rhino yeah. would not. It's interesting because this is so so. Most of of Doofenshmirtz's evil schemes have some sort of like petty backstory behind them. That he, he has kind of this broad goal of taking over the tri-state area. Um, but each individual plan has something much more like like petty to it, where it's like just mm. getting rid of things he doesn't like. Yeah, we or... didn't really get explanation why he hates all the oh no, that's the second why oh, he hates all the B instruments or why he hates pelicans, right? Yeah, I I think it's just explained it's probably explained that he's just like generally like like uh, unhappy. And he hates a lot of things and he likes to complain. So is is Perry the platypus kind of like Cedric the Entertainer or Chance the Rapper? Where it's like <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he's exactly in that same vein. Okay. All right. All right. Where uh you know it's always uh always full name by uh yes. Dr. Uh, Dr. Bad Guy. I yeah. mean, <laughs> shout out to Naomi who texted me right before this podcast, sending me a link to some tweets that was uh, the running gag of Dupinchmer's never being able to recognize Perry the Platypus unless he had the hat and was naked otherwise. Because there are many <laughs> scenes, like there was one that's like, uh, are you, you're not a very good plumber. And then he like takes off the plumber hat and is like, Perry the Platypus, the plumber? And then he takes <laughs> off the plumbing belt, Perry the Platypus. And then there's like tons of times that he's like, why is there a random platypus in my house? Oh, Perry the platypus. <laughs> that reminds me of um I think recently Zoe De Chanel like uh retweeted something about uh I never I like I always thought it was weird that no one recognized Clark Kent as Superman until I saw 
Zoe Deschanel with her hair pulled back, not wearing glasses. And like, <laughs> it is jarring to like see. I feel like just, I gotta say this. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was very funny. I'm trying to Google this tweet. Uh... Oh, but yeah. Okay, yep, yep. I see Isn't it. it? Without bangs, without glasses, and without without her hair down. Yeah, you could have told. Me. I would not recognize it's her. Like, it's like was... She looks like she looks like she could like be on bones or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you could have told me this I was got that reference. You could have told me this was Rachel Brosnahan, and I would have believed you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Shout out bones. <laughs> yes, with Emily Deschanel. Uh, but yeah, um, we we had an earlier episode where where Doofenshmirtz has this whole. Uh, song and dance number of all of the kind of people that he hates. I didn't know uh, the show was so musical. Yeah, there's there's pretty much a song in every episode. Wow. There's some yeah, episodes MJC, that don't have a song in them, but even that, if you don't, cool. yeah, even if you don't watch the full show, you should probably like look up some of the music because they have some bangers in this show. Yeah, you can tell that the creators really love music and all types of music, and that they were like theater kids in high school. Yeah, mm. definitely. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Diefenschmerz is at his castle dusting a copy of The Unicorn Whisperer, which is the feel-good movie of the year. Now, I haven't <laughs> seen The Horse Whisperer. Is it a good movie? Should I check it out? I've never seen it either. I have no idea. I sure. thought this was going to be like uh, the Jennifer Love Hewitt Ghost Whisperer. But no, no, no. This was, this was, this was a take on, on The Horse Whisperer, for sure. Uh, I think Robert Redford's in it, question mark. Uh, it's fine, I think. <laughs> Okay. Well, Perry comes in through the window and Doofenshmirtz acts to acts surprised, but then he traps Perry with the two wax figures of Lincoln and George Washington. Yes. Straight out of Disney World. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Hall say, of Presidents. Well, sorry, we haven't gotten there yet. Go ahead. Yeah, and he says he got them from a wax museum that went bankrupt. And he also loves when fake dreams fail. That's I'm pretty sure that's a quote too. Uh, this was so he introduces us to the machine, right? But it's not an innator. It's, no, it's the shrinksphere, I believe. Shrinksphere. But doesn't he like? Doesn't he ask for feedback if like he if that's a good name or not? Doesn't mm-hmm. he, or is it? Or it it's it's in the next episode? one when he's like, uh, I'm not sure if I should call it the make up your mind inator. Oh yes, too okay. on the right, nose. Right. I'm, I'm conflating the two. <laughs> yeah, uh, the two it episodes. happens but all the but time. But he does with say us. something because so it it is like a common thing that a lot of his devices are named the something innator. Uh, and he does comment on this one and say, like, you know, I was going to call it the Shrinkinator, but I call so many things Inator, I decided to change it up. Now, yeah. question. Yes. Uh, is is he the, like, is, is he, like, the, the, the always uh, bad guy? Or is it more of, like, an Elmer Fudd situation where, like, sometimes it's him, like, sometimes it's another evil person. And it's, it's, another... it's always him, yeah. Okay, all right. Then it's them because, like, I feel like he's not, he is Perry's bad guy, but then there's some episodes that, like, Phineas and Ferb have to team him up with Dr. Doofenshmirtz to do something. Like, oh, those are more of the movies. Yeah, I, yeah, guess. I mean, to, to I mean, the we, extent... we, we all we all know who the real villain of the Looney Tunes universe is, by the way. Daffy Duck? No, it's Pepe Le Pew. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I forgot he's, he was in the Looney Tunes so universe. So much the villain that we forget he's there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Better to forget about the existence of Pepe Le Pew. Um, yeah, which like anyone who is like offended that he is not in the new Space Jam movie um, probably uh, should be putting out notes of apologies at any minute now. Those are the same people that comment every single Disney Plus post on Facebook saying, hire back Gina Carano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so to, Doofen- to, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, to the extent that Doofenshmirtz is, is evil in each episode is maybe up to interpretation. Okay. Uh, but he he is, like, the main nemesis of Perry the Platypus. It's not like a, yeah. like a Elmer Fudd, Yosemite Sam, like, a different guy mm-hmm. every episode. It, it's yeah, him yeah. every time. But cool. it's not always Perry the Platypus who fights him. Sometimes it's Peter the Panda, which we discussed with Naomi. Um because there, I don't know if uh, we told them, JC, that every single animal in the in the Phineas and Ferb universe has a nemesis, and they are secret agents, right? Um, so there's Peter the Panda. Um, there, and there was a whole episode. Wait, where... wait, 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 wait. <laughs> but, but, but the what's what's the panda's uh, agent code word? Because it can't be Agent P because it's already Agent P. I don't know that they ever said it. It is it is confusing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's like P A, Agent P A. Mm-hmm. I was looking yeah. like a P A in the I don't know. I don't know. Is it like the periodic table of elements where? Uh... Yeah. Look at how cute he is. He has no mouth, and that scares. Like <laughs> Agent Gold is A U. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, he could be agent agent phosphorus or something. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Agent potassium. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Doofenshmirtz leaves his castle and he begins like shrinking stuff that he doesn't like, such as traffic signs. Mm-hmm. And he calls himself a genius. Now you know someone's a genius when they have to say it out loud. Of course, so, yes, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. It's the role of geniusing. Yes, of yeah. course. See, so I'm not a genius, but I am a genius. Absolutely, it. <laughs> yeah, a genius. It's it's very similar to like telling people you're cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or telling people in DMs that you're a nice guy. Oh no, <laughs> oh, not God. this, not this. Oh no, not Pepe Le Pew again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just can't pick up on social cues. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, so uh, Perry notices a rope holding up the chandelier above them. Um, and then he, like... With wax candles. Out. Yeah, with wax candles. And so, like, he gets a dart and spits it towards the rope and uh, cuts it and makes the chandelier fall. Yeah. The wax melts the robots. Uh, Can I tell you, my yeah. favorite line comes here <laughs> where wax George Washington says, I cannot tell a lie. I'm melting. <laughs> 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 Loved it. Um, where did Perry get his dart from? Because it like just popped out of his mouth at one point. Did he? Does he have like darts inside his stomach? Sure. It must yeah. be like some sort of secret agent thing. True. Maybe so like, like uh, you know, he's, he's got like the the, the belt like uh like 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 but man has where yeah. like yeah. but man can just <laughs> uh you know pull out anything he needs out of his belt. Yeah, and then he has a great shot, and that dart cuts that rope like. The physics define. I mean, you don't become a secret agent without like being yeah. precision. Uh, yeah, 
That's no. like day one in, uh, in, in, in school. <laughs> That's why I can't ever be a secret agent because I don't have good aim. Part of the, it's part of the, it's part of the thing, by the way, <laughs> um, it, 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 just like how in, uh, if you go to like sports journalism school mm-hmm. and you want to be a, like, uh, like the, the dugout sideline reporter in a baseball for a baseball mm-hmm. team, I feel like, um, for one of their exams, you're like forced to take the exam while someone's behind you like pouring champagne over your head because like they're always like in like this like the room after like they win a playoff and they're just trying to do interviews and like the third string like catcher is like pouring bubbly like down her blouse like while she's trying to interview oh no and it's just like it, it must be um it has to be part of the curriculum yeah (laughs) <laughs> hold your composure when someone is like dousing you with champagne yeah like you have to be prepared for everything and if you're not prepared for being sprayed with champagne then are you even a real secret agent exactly well i low-key thought that was a peeps flavored pepsi <laughs> oh uh, no this is this is a tangerine flavored la croix, la croix. um no i i will try the peeps flavored pepsi when it comes out don't don't get me wrong there yeah. I, I'm, I'm all Taste aboard on, air? on, on, yeah, sure. I'm all aboard, uh, uh, food stunts. Yeah. Actually, that's probably a wombat water sort of thing. They would probably like do the Pepsi taste, but we can, you can do it here if they don't do it, but I also wombat don't want to steal it. Someone call Corey B. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no, Corey B, an icon. Guys out. Yeah. So uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. I guess Perry and Doofenshmirtz <laughs> are fighting for control over the the Shrinkinator or the Shrinkosphere, whatever. Shrinkspheria. Yeah. Shrinkspheria. Um, I think at one point, all of the musical instruments that start with B start shrinking and it kind of like interlaps with like Candace trying to like figure out different um uh, instruments to play in. Oh, good thing I the play ones the that are bongos. <laughs> I, mean, I, I felt so good that I was I was about to predict something that happened. I was like, I I noticed the balalaika sitting there. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna bring this up that there's a balalaika in the shot, and then they just mentioned the balalaika. I was like, oh, okay. The, are we saying um, my feeling smart in high school? Uh, they in chorus i think in ninth grade we sang a, a song called Bailaka uh, from a, an indian movie and they had we had like one are you or sure two you Indi- weren't singing bailando by enrique iglesias <laughs> no i'm positive it wasn't that but the way that we they like highlighted the two indian people in the chorus and made them like teach us how to pronounce the words so we don't like butcher it i was like mm, maybe we should have like had someone with like besides just like these poor two children who were there and had to be like embarrassed in front of the whole class i mean cultural sensitivity like true but like maybe i'm okay with like yes masconing these two people who know these are two very shy kids say these things to like get no i'm pro that too but these were two very shy kids and they definitely felt uncomfortable doing it. Like just, I remember their faces. Yeah, but... were they, it did it seem like- It was their moment to shine. Maybe they get an Indian everyone. faculty member. Um, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even, because India has many languages. So it wasn't just like, 
like one of I don't I, I think they like called upon a third person, but he was like, yeah. I don't speak this Indian yeah, dialect. Yeah, I have stories about that because the sales guy here, like we have a fairly like diverse like South Asian um, population up here in terms of like different languages and cultures and religions and all that. And so like the sales guy, like when I was hired, he was like, oh, perfect. Like you're Indian. Like you can talk to all these other like South Asian people. I'm like, uh, like I'm like Punjabi. These people are like from a totally different part of India. Some of them aren't even from India at all. Like we speak totally different languages. Like it wouldn't work out. Like honestly, you would have better luck speaking to them in English. And like he did not get that at all. And like, yeah, that's my sort of story. There's so many languages in India. In Brazil, there's only Portuguese, but even then, like the dialects. And then if you're trying to speak with someone from Portugal, it can be like there's like communication issues because it just Mm -hmm. sounds very different. So like that was that was the gist of the story. But yes, I agree with MJC because if they're going to have anything, it's better to have some form of like cultural sensitivity, but like these poor children who are too shy to like, they, they should have like outsourced it, grab an HR person, be like, can we hire someone who speaks this language and is musically inclined? Yeah. Also, I, I was annoyed. I didn't work in student services in an international high school for five years for nothing, bud. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Something stick with you. Yeah. I think I was also annoyed with the sales guy because I'm like, that is not in my job description. Like, sales <laughs> have like nothing to do with each other. Like, I have the least sad to do with like any other department at the station. Um, and especially with sales, like sales. Was he and this white man? Not- yes. Yes. Okay. He's also very old, but he's retiring next month. So, you he's know. He's not your boss. God you love exists. your boss. No, my boss. No, my boss is cool. I lived with my boss for like three months when I first moved up here. I was basically their child. Yes. (laughs) All right. So Dr. Bad Guy is trying to like shrink things. But yeah, uh, and then like the two like robots like kind of combine together and like get turned into like this two nightmare stuff. (laughs) I feel like Akiva would like uh, assume that that was in his closet when he was a kid. (laughs) Marvin Harry. It's 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 Robo Lincoln and Washington. Yes. Yeah, and like they try to attack Perry, but they end up crashing into the um, the innator, causing it to explode. Mm. And then I guess the next time we see Perry, like he's with, with Candace, Candace, like yeah, and like he's like. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Do you think when do the it. thing explodes, every B instrument in the world comes back? Of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that's that's just cartoon one hundred and one. That yeah. when <laughs> the the, uh, the evil machine explodes, it's, it's like a hit and reset. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's mom's birthday. So what do yes. we think about the episode? I enjoyed the episode. I had a rip roaring good time, much better than last week's to like I had a great time on the podcast, but those episodes were like kind of dull. These I think mm-hmm. were two really strong episodes back to back and I enjoyed it. But mom's birthday was probably the better one. I'd have to say I liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um I I know this might be in a later segment, but Will, did you have anything in terms of like all these instruments disappearing being part of the Canda segment for the week? Um, no, actually, my big uh, so so uh, one of our big segments here is the the Candace Gaslight Watch, in which in which we we try and document every instance in which Candace is being gaslighted yeah. throughout the episode. And to give MJC more context, a, these two episodes didn't really focus on it, but a lot of these episodes are Candace trying to bust her brothers. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, yeah. like, so, and then uh, a lot of Doofenshmirtz uh, experiments like go wrong and that's what gets their gadgets like to disappear right when mom gets home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my, my, my big thing on, on the Candace Gaslight Watch this week is that, uh, so 
Phineas and Ferb are doing all these all these outlandish things for their mom, uh, and she. This is one of the few times she actually sees the things that they're creating that they that they can do some pretty impressive things, um, and and yet in future episodes she still like refuses to believe Candace every time Candace is like oh all, all of these things that they're doing they're doing these things like, oh you've just got a just got a great imagination uh, even though she she is actually witnessing it this time yes so that's that's the main big one um, I don't know if it's so much like gaslighting so much as it is uh the other thing i have written yeah. down that that just every time she tries to do something the brothers do some the same thing but better yeah uh, i don't i don't know if that's necessarily so gaslighting so much as it is something you yeah. definitely feel bad for candace for but but uh, that's what i had written down for this i felt so bad when when she had the really nice card i was like and then she ate it because she was so embarrassed and i was like no your mom would still have the card <laughs> Um, yes. but yeah. Uh, did we talk about last week how Ashley Tisdale had her baby? Is yeah, that we said in yeah. That was started it off the, the top of the three hour. Yeah, and I listened to that episode again and I still didn't remember that, but yeah, congratulations to Ashley uh, on her baby. And yeah, any final thoughts on this episode before we take, before we take a quick musical break and get into the next one? Nope, no, it's good nope. to go. Yeah, so we'll be right back after this musical interlude. Mom, it's your birthday. Thanks for all the care and love you give. Nice song, sis. Not to mention the meals. Sometimes I get kind of nervous. Come on. And forget to tell you how I feel. I'm a little high strung. It's just because I'm young. Mom, I adore ya. And I'll do anything for ya. Although my brothers make me frantic With every single crazy antic And when I'm bouncing off the walls You're the one who stays calm Because you love me for who I am I'll always love you, Mom And we are back, everybody. We're here to that's, talk. That's, to- that's a great song. That was a banger. <laughs> so quick, too. Very, very big uh, banger, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> William, what do you yeah. have for us with Journey of the Center of Candace? Yeah. So, so I think we're gonna do it the same way. We're gonna we're gonna go through these these two separate storylines. Uh, so, starting with with what Phineas and Ferb are up to. Uh, so they've got they've got two big plans that they could make. They could make a nuclear powered submarine, or they could make a shrinking ray. Uh, and they they can't make up their mind. Uh, their mom says, you know, you you two have a great imagination. Uh, and then and then Ver- wait, wait, verbal meme, verbal meme. Why not both? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very much. Uh, that's that's where this is going. Is the is the porque no las dos of it all. Um, but uh, Linda tells them they have a great imagination, uh, and and Candace, in, in her very like cynical way, she's like, you know, you know, this is all real. They're actually going to do this, but you're not going to see it. But I'm going to see it, and then you're not going to believe me. And then it's going to be here, and then it's not going to be here. Um, 
and and Linux. As Ken is considered like said, investing in, in like a Polaroid camera. <laughs> We've discussed That's what this. we say every so, week. So <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, this this was another one of the things that I was talking about. Uh, Candace getting like hyper fixated. Uh, there were some times where like she would take a picture of it and then not realize like her thumb was in front of the lens oh, or or like she grabbed the wrong picture from this souvenir photo booth or something it, it's always something where where the evidence is always gone by the time it it, it uh gets to their mom i love it, I love it. yeah there was one now, episode that this, she did have a camera if this were oh, a cartoon if this was like you know like a live action like CBS mm-hmm. comedy, or you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, or like on like HBO, like it, the, the, or on Netflix. Like the the question would be like, all right, like when does like the secret get revealed? But like it's a cartoon, so it's never going to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you say that, all right? Yeah, I think I think yeah. Is that a season one episode or a season two episode? I don't think it's the... season one episode, but they there there's an episode called Phineas and Ferb. Kind of like how um, like it almost happened to Alex Mack a couple times, but it never actually. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I forgot what my point was. But yeah, <laughs> no. Oh, uh, the uh, I did have. I remember. Uh, so when they were eating cereal, Candace was eating cereal. I went in down this rabbit hole in my man in my mind, trying to figure out what if. I just wanted cereal, but then I was, I, I really, I wanted all these different cereals from my childhood. I wanted Captain Crunch, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, uh, Puffs, uh, like all these different crunch. cereals. Yes. But no, <laughs> that, that's where I went to next. I went down this whole line of all these things. And then I got to the fact that I was like, Ooh, wait, but I don't want shrimp tails in my, in my cereal. <laughs> oh, um, no. But yeah. Are, so are you going was... to the, the, that specific Costco in, uh, in Topanga, <laughs> California? That's really what it's that's really what it's called. That's what there's the, a city called Topanga, California. Oh, that's, yes. that's funny. Yes. That's where Max Dawson's no, I, from. I thought you just said it because the guy was married to Topanga. Is that it's the husband of Topanga and he bought it in Topanga? Like that's why it's funny, gang. Shout out to the shit nineties pod. But again, 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 again. We don't want to talk about that guy. We don't want to oh, dig no. into that Definitely not. Right now. Definitely not. Yeah. He, he's on the Pepe Le Pew list. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of someone being canceled, do we say that they're Pepe Le Pewed? I mean, yes. I would. Yeah. You guys are you guys are too much. We're wild. Are right. we? I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. I'm having a good time. How are we doing okay. on time? That's an MJC uh, question, not a me question. What's How are we doing on time? How are we doing on time? Oh, we're doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got time. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so Candace gets a phone call from, from her love interest, Jeremy. Mm. Uh, Jeremy wants to go on a walk. And, and you know, in, in true teenage girl fashion, Candace calls her best friends and, and freaks out on the phone, just screaming with them. I will say, this was not a thing my friends did, but I think I'm more so the exception than, like, the i don't know the constant i don't know how to explain this yeah i, we I were said not... classic i said classic teenage girl fashion yeah. from from my, my I mean, very I'm extensive like... experience of being a teenage girl <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm thinking of like 
the telephone hour in Bye Bye Birdie, where it's just like, mm. it's, it's all like everyone's calling everybody and it's all a connection. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, so Isabella, she, she comes up. Isabella, the, the uh, originator of, of the, the name of our podcast. Yes, I caught that. Asks, I caught what you doing? Uh, and, and is showing off her, her fireside girl sash with all of her badges. Well, um, do you want to wait, talk about wait, the TikTok? Felipe's calling time out. Yes. Do you want to talk about the TikTok that you sent us this week? Oh, it was it was one of those. So the TikTok was was a stitch that was like, uh, tell us you were on Disney Channel without telling us you were on Disney Channel. Uh, and Allison Stoner uh, stitched this TikTok. So Al- Allison Stoner, the voice of Isabella, uh, also on on Camp Rock and, and Cheaper by the Dozen. And the little sister in Mike's super short show. Uh, she sure. she just comes on and does, uh, she just says, what you doing in front of the camera. It's very funny. Now, question. Mm-hmm. Are we sure that this is Isabella here, or is it her twin sister, Stefania? <laughs> Come on, that's funny. That's a good I, thing I, I thought it was funny. I was right. laughing. Right. Navi was the one who stone faced you. <laughs> no, I don't stone. No, she she you. she like silently laughed. Like, she was like, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> 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 like a niche reference. <laughs> Maybe instead of Hail yeah. Stefania, well, it's Hail yeah, Stefania. I, I mean, if if anyone's gonna know who who Isabella and Stefania are, it's gonna be the people who listen to this. Oh, true. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody who's who's here for the Phineas and Ferb content is gonna yeah, yeah, gotten this far. <laughs> and they're like, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, really so she's showing off this this sash, uh, and Phineas is like, "Wow, that looks irreplaceable." And as as he said this, the the dog eats the sash. Uh, so Ferb Ferb has the the unspoken. Why not both meme and and holds up the two blueprints at the this same time. This is Pinky time. the dog, right? Pinky the Chihuahua, yeah. Uh, and and Phineas is like, Ferb, you're a genius. We're gonna do both. Let's, Let's build a submarine that shrinks. Yeah. Can I just say, I love that how like the the Chihuahua actually like shakes too. Like that was good on the animators. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shaking- so the guy. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna make a. He's shaking like he just got the vaccine, like I did, because I was so cold. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I get my second no dose side on effects Thursday. for this guy. Uh, we love that for you. That's true. Uh, so, so the plan, I, I say in my most Nathan Fielder voice. The plan. You graduated from a top university. Have <laughs> you had any run-ins with the ghost realtor Navi? Uh, yes. All right. The plan. The plan is is to shrink down the sub, put it in Pinky's food. Pinky's gonna eat it. They're gonna go in. They're gonna get the sash. Uh, the the problem is is that uh, you know Pinky doesn't eat dog food. He's a very picky dog, uh, but he'll eat pretty much anything else. Uh, and his favorite cheese can dogs uh, eat grilled cheese is that like allowed oh i think so don't ask me <laughs> i don't i've I never it, a dog. dog dogs are good with cheese 
And I think that was uh, a good yeah, spread. I think it's not chocolate or chicken bones, then, like, yeah. by all means. Yeah. yeah the, the, the things you got to worry about, the things I have to look up every time is, like, particular fruits and nuts. Because it's, it's like, they're good with peanuts, but not good with most other nuts. And also mm, grapes so like are bad. Is a nut thing? It might be. Or I know, like, specifically almonds and macadamia nuts are bad. Huh. Uh, but I don't know about other like every other nut i i look up before i give my dog this food is it okay to give your dog what's your dog's food? name uh the dog we still have her name is stella she's very stella. cute uh is the stella is the stella I? garcia shapiro no <laughs> stella garcia shapiro um no but she's she's very cute uh and she she loves cheese she also really mm. likes sweet potatoes that's another thing dogs are big on. um but this dog, Pinky, he's big on, on grilled cheese. Uh, so Phineas, Phineas tells Isabella, you make the sandwich and we'll make the sub. Uh, which which I thought was was funny in the moment, forgetting how the end of the episode was. It's, yes. It's, it's, like, you know there's going to be a sub sandwich joke somewhere. Of course, of course. <laughs> was this the, at the time I thought this was the joke, uh, but it turns out there's, there's a much more uh, on the nose joke later on. <laughs> yep. Um, so, so Pinky, not to not to fall into too many stereotypes, or exactly to fall into too many stereotypes, uh, chases a cat away before he can eat this sandwich. Uh, so the sandwich is just sitting here on the ground, or I guess on a plate on the ground. Uh, and Candace comes in and she's like, "Oh, grilled cheese, my favorite." So Candace eats the sandwich, even though the the uh, sub is inside the sandwich. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is like, uh, yeah, th- this is this is crazy. <laughs> She's just like finding a grilled cheese on the ground in the garage being like, oh, I'm sure this is for me. <laughs> this, this floor sandwich is, was definitely made for me. Dad said the sandwich did look pretty good. I wouldn't, I would probably have done the same thing, even maybe not if it was on the garage floor. I absolutely no. even, even on a plate on the garage floor, absolutely not. That's yeah. untenable for me. Besides, grilled cheeses are easy to make. You can just if you see a grilled cheese on the floor, you can be like, "Oh, I'll just make my own" and like walk off to the kitchen. Yep. Yeah. What do any of you have like super like like do you make your grilled cheese in a specific way that like not a recipe per se, but like any tips or tricks that you think people should have to make I, the best grilled cheese possible? I have recently. Um, gotten on the the bit of instead of spreading butter on the bread putting mayo on the bread before mm. you grill it mm. uh it's it it gets a really nice a really nice crust to it it's it's like because it's, it's like it's like mostly fat uh it, it it grills really nice it it seems really weird uh to put mayo directly in the pan like that but uh it comes out nice if you don't think about it too much it's, it's pretty good can I ask, do you do it on a sandwich, like grill thing, like that you flip over the stove, or do you like put it in the toaster oven? What's your what's oh, your no, style? I, I, it, it's a, a pan on the stove. Oh. You put, you put the sandwich, and then you flip the sandwich in the pan. Because we have one of those uh those sandwich like holder pan stovetop things. I don't know what they're called, but I think I did a description. <laughs> Gotta move on. Do, 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 yeah, <laughs> definitely. Gotta move on. Uh, do, so. Do, do. Phineas, Phineas, they're they're like in the digestive system, and Phineas comments on how long 
uh, Pinky's neck is. <laughs> yeah, that was we, funny. <laughs> we know as the audience, this is not the neck of a dog, but the neck of a, a, a girl with a long neck. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, th- I think that's actually like a major plot point of the next episode, how long Candace's neck is. Um, but this is, uh, so we get the song called Hemoglobin Highway. Uh, and and yeah, there's this, this song is filled with uh, a, a bunch of anatomy that doesn't make sense. The pancreas, the spleen, the uh, those were the ones that I caught, the hemoglobin. Well, yeah, it's what, what I said, I think at the top of the show was, was you know, they, they are in the digestive system. They were in the esophagus. But then they're singing about all of these other internal organs, but then also hemoglobin, which is like in the bloodstream. Um, none of this, none of this makes sense. You're so I clinical, guess, buddy. Yeah, I guess none of it has to make sense. <laughs> um, so, you know. But, but then, um, but then why would we have a podcast about it? Yeah, I, I mean, if, if we're just going to accept everything on its face, then <laughs> what am I here for? Um, so the, they're, they're in the stomach and they, they start to notice something that is, is awry uh, when they see tacos in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is like, you know who makes the best tacos? Mom. And it's, it, it, these are definitely like white people tacos. <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally. very much so. <laughs> oh, and, and is 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 Candace swallowing these tacos whole? Like, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, <laughs> so like you would. Another thing, you would think that they're like much more chewed up, and they should be <laughs> indiscernible from other food. Yes, but they're it's very clearly taco. Also, like, unless this was like hours ago. I don't know if the taco remnants are still going to be in the Yeah, in the certainly not. By the time the cereal is in there, the, <laughs> the, the taco should be long long digested into something else. <laughs> I, I, I've been to Taco Bell. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely not a, something that sticks around an entire night. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, so, yeah, they, they realize they're in Candace's stomach. Uh, as Isabella calls them, um, and they they call Candace to be like, "Hey, we're we're in your stomach. We're very sorry about this. <laughs> when you're we're in your stomach, and we need you to go throw up." And they they, they try and and uh, somehow take control of her nervous system to make her hang upside down on these monkey bars so she can throw up. It's it's very uh, convoluted and doesn't make sense to me. And rude. She, she, she should be aware of what's happening. They're like, no, we're just going to take control of your body. You have no concept of, uh, autonomy during this, during this moment while we try to get you to throw up. I'm like, how dare you? That is, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I, I guess Ferb says that this is wrong on so many levels. Uh, as <laughs> that's one of the levels. <laughs> Uh, so they're they're interrupting uh, Candace on her date while this is going on. Uh, they they eventually uh, make it to Jeremy's uncle's restaurant where they were trying to get, uh, and and she she coughs up the sub. The sub turns to big size again, uh, and and mom's on the way to to see what's going on. Uh, I guess she's she's picking up sandwiches for for uh, their their dad. Sure. Uh, and th- this point is where uh, the the storylines are about to coincide, where where Doofenshmirtz shows up from his fight with Perry, and he he lands in 
in the submarine and the submarine gets gets sucked up by this vacuum this is where we get the big the big sub sandwich joke uh is that you know the submarine's gone but this huge sub sandwich is still there so when candace is like hey mom they they built a big sub yeah there's a big sub right there it's a sandwich uh, and then uh they they find out that the reason that Jeremy wanted to take Candace to to his uncle's sandwich shop is that he named a sandwich after her. The Candace it's a grilled special. cheese. Grilled cheese, it's her grilled favorite. Cheese. Which I have, I'm very annoyed. Like you don't name a grilled cheese a Candace. You name it uh, something more unique, a Candace. Cause like, I don't know. Cause people are gonna come in being like a grilled cheese and then they'll be like, you want the Candace? And they're like, no, a grilled cheese. You want the Candace? Like, yeah, I don't know. That's that's me. I, I would want like something more unique to be named after me. Yeah, maybe maybe it's got some like uh, special kind of cheese or or something like this. Yeah, what's your go-to you? cheese uh, when oh. you make a grilled cheese, Will? Hmm. Um, I I'm a big fan. I've I I don't get it very often, but I'm a big fan of Havarti cheese. Mm. It's it's a nice mm-hmm. melty cheese. Yes. Uh, I think generally I'm a I'm a big fan of like harder cheeses like like a Parmesan or a Manchego, but those yeah. don't those don't melt well. Those don't make good grilled cheeses. Yeah, uh, so I'd say a, a provolone or a or a Havarti. See, I'm a mozzarella or a cheddar. Um, Mozzarella's good too. Some, oh, you know what's good? Fresh mozzarella, like mm-hmm. if you can get mozzarella. those. Mozzarella. Yeah, and then when I was a kid, I was a big uh, plastic craft singles. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, Navi, what about you? Yeah, I usually go for the mozzarella. Uh, recently started using more Havarti or like Monterey Jack. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I do a lot of the shredded cheese action Shred- generally. So then so then when I have to buy like slices, that's different. Like that's mm-hmm. that's exciting. Shredded cheese makes a good grilled cheese. Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it, yeah. it melts the, the bread together a lot better. Um, I usually just yeah. get like the block of cheese and then just cut what I need. That's good too. I thought you were going to say you just put the block in there. <laughs> well, that too. Hope I put helps. the block in the thing. I just use the entire block of cheese for my grilled cheese. We love that for you. Um, Are we ready yeah. to go to the, the Perry the Platypus story? Like, this Let's one's much it. shorter. This this uh, is not a lot going on in, in this one. Yeah. Uh, so I, was, I thought it was funny. A lot of like... Oh, yeah. Of, like, yeah. yeah. Very, very funny. Of, like takeoffs on the trope but. yeah it's very like screen time wise we see a lot less of it for sure yes uh, uh before we get into that njc was your favorite generally the phineas ferb candace stuff or was it the doof and perry stuff um good question uh for this episode or for for the the two in total like in a general episode what do you think you would enjoy more um I it's good it's a good question. Um you can think on it. We can we can move on and yeah, yeah. Let think. me let me let me reflect on that while while yeah. I'm half listening to Will right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh so so Doofenshmirtz is is hiding in the abandoned vacuum cleaner factory. Uh, <laughs> and, and <laughs> abandoned vacuum cleaner factory. factory. And and Perry the platypus busts in on his plan, and and Doofenshmirtz is like, you know, we always do this. You bust in, I trap you, I tell you my plan, you escape, you foil the plan. So let's let's change up the format a little bit. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the whole plan before I trap you. 
which was, I, I thought was fun. It was fun. Um, it was. Yeah. I so think the gets, exact quote was mix it up a little. <laughs> yeah, mix it up a little. Keep them on your toes, baby. Uh, so his his uh, innator in this in this episode is the make up your mind innator, uh, which great name. Which it, it is a great name, and it it I'd say it solves a good problem in yes. in that people who can't make up their mind. I don't think he solves it the right way. <laughs> his plan is is not to like make people make up their mind, but to just destroy people who can't make up their mind. <laughs> yeah. And then Perry has the flashback. Yeah, to so breakfast. Perry, Perry has the flashback to the morning when when Phineas is like, "Well, we we can't make up our mind. Is it a is it a submarine? Is it a shrink ray?" Uh, so he's like, "Oh shit, Perry, uh, Phineas and Ferb are gonna get are gonna get vaporized by this thing. I gotta do something about it." Uh, mm. So so after after Doofenshmirtz reveals his plan, uh, Perry the platypus like handcuffs him to this pipe uh, before he can before he can trap him in this giant snow globe. Uh, Which I loved. So it was, yeah, the, the snow globe, it says like greetings from Perry on the outside. <laughs> uh, but but uh, Perry, he, he like doesn't know what to do usually because usually it's him escaping, but you know, he's he's got Doofenshmirtz trapped. So he, he calls for backup so, so someone else can, can handle the situation uh, and, and Major Monogram just doesn't expect it at all. Uh, so they're they're waiting for this backup to arrive, and Doofenshmirtz is like, you know, we're we're just here doing nothing. Go go grab a this travel chess set that's in my bag over there. Uh, and and Perry he walks over to a different bag and he he opens it. Yeah, this was confusing. <laughs> yeah, so Doofenshmirtz tells him to open this one bag. Perry opens a different bag, and inside of it is is a device called the Any Flat Surface Magnet Belt. So this belt wraps around <laughs> Perry and then sticks to any flat surface. Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> my, my, my favorite part, my favorite part is um, <laughs> Perry uh, calling headquarters and then being like, I guess we'll send backup, but yeah. like, we need to get it first. So <laughs> when I hear the panel was too busy. I don't, I don't know what to do in this situation. I guess we can call somebody. <laughs> Mixing it up. Uh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz is like, we tried to mix it up. That's, that's the deal. <laughs> How do you think Perry the Platypus would do in the Zoom era? Like, what do you think his missions are like on the Zoom? That just came to mind because like, I thought of, I don't know why I thought well, of Well, he can't talk. So he, he's yeah. How does he stop Doof in the coronavirus era? Use the chat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Some. Yeah. Sounds like a. Uh, s- s- sounds like your next. Um, uh, your next spec script there, Felipe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so Doofenshmirtz he unlocks himself out of the handcuffs and then goes to show off. He's like, oh, whichever whichever bag you picked, it also would have had one of these belts in it. Uh, and this belt attaches to to Doofenshmirtz. Uh, so now they're both stuck. And both waiting on yeah. the backup to come save them. <laughs> yeah, Doofenshmirtz got hoisted by his own petard. Sure did. <laughs> hoisted by his own any flat surface magnet belt. <laughs> that he did. Uh, so then this is this is uh, 
kind of kind of it. They're they're here for a while. They're they're fighting in these these magnet belts. And then they and use they, momentum to like pop out the Yeah, they're they're sort of rolling against the wall because the belt is still sticking to the wall. Uh, and they, they end up breaking the belts uh, on like some antenna on top of the building. Uh, and then Doofenshmirtz falls into the submarine. The submarine gets sucked up by the vacuum that's on top of the building. And then it, it shrinks down uh, and lands in a grilled cheese. Why is there an active vacuum at the top of the building? Like it's a statue and it's a giant vacuum. So it's an active vacuum. Like what if some child was thinking he was goofy and went to the roof and turned it on? Like, I don't know. That, so many dumb questions. Kids. Yeah, dumb kids. <laughs> but yeah. Don't and then Doofenshmirtz the gets eaten by Pinky. Yeah, uh, yeah. So so this time he, he's in the he's in the shrunken down submarine and he gets eaten by the dog. Uh, that's that's kind of it. There's there's a little uh mid-credit scene where he he takes over the dog's nervous system and he's like, Oh, I can I can pee all over the tri-state area. <laughs> Uh, that's that's kind of it. We don't get any. We don't find out how he he gets back out of the dog, but uh, you know one. I one imagine can assume, that Nathan just takes its course, and that's yeah. how he gets out. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's that's the journey to the center of Candace. Yes. Any thoughts on this episode? Final thoughts, MJC. Any anything else to add? Yeah. Um. Like I said, I, I liked uh, the the birthday one a little bit better, and I think we were kind of like joking about it earlier, but I felt like this was very derivative of a Magic School Bus episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Very much. Um, and then did you think of a response to the question, which which plot you would you would prefer? Yeah, uh, I, 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 I kind of think the plot of this one because I, okay. I, I yeah. laughed. Yeah, I laughed a lot in in the uh, you know the. I, I think it's there's there's some fun little like spy tropes that they can play with uh-huh. here. Yeah, uh, it was yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I think ninety percent your... of the audience would agree with you, and mm-hmm. the other ten percent includes Rob Sesternino. <laughs> Who's wow. your favorite character, MJC, from what you've seen so far? Hmm, that's a good question. <clears throat> um, I liked, uh, you know, I, I like, uh, I like Phineas. Yes. No. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We love that. And then, uh, you haven't met everyone. Like, you didn't get introduced to. Or you had a moment with Buford, um, who's the the bully. Buf- the Buford was the one who said he he made this omelet with sweat. Ah, yes, Surely you mean hard work, right? That. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Baljeet is also a character you didn't get introduced to, as okay. is Vanessa. Am I missing anyone that, like, one of the mainstays that... Well, was... well, Stefania. Sure. I didn't meet Stefania. Yes, Stefania. And Stacy as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, and Carl. Of course, Carl, from who's Major Monogram's assistant. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, are you sticking around for feedback and rankings, or do you got to half off? Um, I can do like fifteen minutes worth of okay. questions. So yeah, we can do feedback, and then we can give you a second to hop off, and we can do rankings after that. So we'll go straight to feedback. Um, lots of questions from the crowd this week. Um, okay. Starting with, let's start with the Giovanni uh, questions. So Giovanni asks, all these years later, I'm shocked the birthday song not only cracked the top ten but made it to the top seven. No disrespect to that song. It just wasn't on the same tier as all the other songs were, even in season one. And then his follow-up is the birthday song, The Biggest Shot, that made it to the Cliptastic Countdown. Um, so those are two 
back-to-back questions on the same topic. Will, I think you have something to say. Yeah, so I I, I don't want to get too too nerdy into the music theory of this that, that I planned before, but uh, I, I, I kind of touched on why this song worked so well for me, is that when we, when we first hear it, it's like her in the songwriting process. It's mm-hmm. very unresolved. And that song is in my head for the entire episode until I actually get to hear the full song. And the full song, it's, it's, it's catchy. It's both like starts off in like the, the wholesome, like serenade type thing and then transitions into something poppier. Okay. Uh, I, I, I think it's a fun song. And, and I think it's, um, it's one of the songs that like standalone by itself is maybe not as strong as other songs but I think it's context within the episode works better than a lot of the other songs in the show. Makes sense, yeah. Um, Navi or MJC, do you have anything to add on this or we do want to go to the next question? Like, I literally don't know what to compare it to. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked it, right. that was fun. Yeah. yeah. What songs do we think MJC would like the most? Like, is it is it the big ones? Like, Squirrels in My Pants, Gitchy uh, uh, Gitchy Goo, Busted. Gitchy Gitchy Goo is a good song. Um, I feel like he would enjoy the Goody Two Shoes Brother song. Yeah, that's very theater and campy, and yeah. Um, and and then we're in in a few weeks. We're gonna cover an episode with with Jason Curtis Rivera, where uh, the the parents are sort of a fan of this this nineteen eighties rock band, and they they the whole episode is them trying to get this band back together. And that, mm-hmm. that episode has like three or four songs in it that are all pretty good. I feel like, yeah. I feel like you would like those. I think you would also like My Nemesis and The Backyard Beach. Mm. Yeah. So um, anyway, so next from Giovanni, we have, this might be a hot take, but naming a sandwich after someone you like is a little odd to say the least. What are we thinking? I'm going to change the question a little bit. Which is, which is better, song as a gift or name a sandwich after a person as a gift? song in my opinion i don't know sandwich i would actually definitely have, have uh <laughs> i would like to have a food item named like that well, feels okay. so much like so much more of an honor my thinking is though where am i gonna get the connect i would have to like be someone that i know who works at this store or something mm-hmm. like i personally like because when i first read the question i was like Oh, but then if you name a sandwich, like you just make someone a sandwich at your house, but no one gets to. Well, order. so I so think we... I think RJP patron legend Anessa has a, like a, a sh- mm. sushi roll named after her. Oh hell yeah, we love that. That's even yeah. better than a sandwich. That is better than a sandwich. <laughs> we we talked about uh, the the snow cone stand I used to work at in college, uh, and and so we have you know all of the regular flavors, and then they had a bunch of flavors that were named after people. And which were like combinations of flavors and it was all named after like members of the owner's family mm-hmm. um so my brother and i who who worked at the stand our like one goal that we wanted to have happen was to get a snow cone flavor named after us um and it, it, we we sort of unofficially had snow cone flavors that were named after us but we never made it onto the menu yeah but, but that would that would be like a, a dream to have a food item named after me. Throughout college, I went to this uh, poke bar, po- poke bowl spot that was yes. literally in the building that was my dorm. So mm-hmm. I would go stop there, grab it for every Survivor Wednesday, and then go upstairs and watch Survivor on my laptop. 
And that was kind of attrition. And I wanted them by the time I graduated to name what I ordered, my order, because it was like a create your own sort of thing, the Felipe. Uh-huh. But then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that didn't end up happening. Uh, and yeah, so Navi or MJC, have you ever had anything named after you? No, that's why I want to have something named after <laughs> you. It's going to be yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, no, no, but that's, 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 uh, I, I dare to dream. Uh, hopefully one day uh, yes one day we're gonna make it happen the mjc name something after me mj seeds baby bagel no no well that that's that's uh if uh you know whenever jordan kalish and i are together that, that's yeah that's, our, yeah, that's, that's our your amazing race team name yeah also from giovanni what sandwich will you name after rob and which one would you name after kiva well, uh, the boring chicken sandwich would. Yeah, I was gonna say boring Rob. chicken and pickles. Well, <laughs> no, that's two separate ones because yeah. I don't know if Rob is as big a fan of pickles. Well, as you can Kiva. you can like put them both together, and it's just the Renap sandwich. It's yeah, true. It's true. Okay, yes. perfect. That's the Renap sandwich. Perfect. Um, and then our last Giovanni question before we get to some other feedback. Uh, Doof's plans, although evil, at least have a little relatability. For example, in this episode, Doof can't stand people who can't make up their minds, something that most, if not all, people can relate to. Sure. That separates him from the most villains and part of the reason why we like him as a result. Do we agree with this? Yeah, this was something where, like, I liked the idea that, you know, he's trying to solve the problem of people can't make up their minds. I myself can't, can never make up my mind. Uh, I would like this innator if it were able to let me make up my mind, if it were to make up my mind for me, I would love this. Yeah. If the point of the machine is to like destroy people who can't make up their mind, it's bad news for me. So, uh, yeah. Maybe if he changed it instead of that, but then what's the, like if you made it so that it makes up someone's mind for them, but then also you could just flip a coin. That's like, literally, you don't have to spend all this money. You could just be like, here's a coin. Heads, get the chicken sandwich tails you get the pickle sandwich like all right so kind of like a michelle fitzgerald situation yeah 50 50 coin yeah. yeah we love that um john john asks any other fantastic voyage episodes like these that you remember or love um i think he's talking about the journey to the center of candace as a fantastic voyage one um i feel like i remember more of like other shows doing that kind of like I think like I feel like Rugrats went into Spike at one point. Mm. Where there's yeah. an episode where they like shrunk down and I I don't know. Uh-huh. I could be making that up, but that sounds familiar to me. Yeah, you, you say it, and I and I buy it 100. Yeah. <laughs> percent like, I, I don't know enough to tell you you're wrong. It was uh, Ralphie in the Magic School Bus that they went inside, right? Does anyone remember specifically? I think he's the one with the green shirt and the backwards hat. Yeah. I think that's I think that's him. Um, yeah, no, I also this is somewhat similar, but Danny Phantom, whenever he would like go inside and control people's bodies, uh, kind of gives me that vibes. And I always thought that was super cool. Like I could pretend to be Will, um, if Will was my teacher, and be like, "Oh, you don't have detention today or whatever." Like, um. Yeah. Also from John John, if someone tickled a feather in your throat, which who would laugh first between us three? I guess is his question. Hand up. MJC? I'm very ticklish. And I can laugh. So I I, uh, I use it, utilize it a lot. So uh, yes, I, I definitely uh, am, am very ticklish. 
Yeah, no, I am likewise. Uh, I always like have mad respect for people who aren't ticklish. I'm like, you you are strong. I am not. Um, not that MJC isn't strong. MJC is very strong. But muscles, baby. Yes. Uh, Jay from last week, our lovely icon, asks if you were to shrink down things you hate so you wouldn't have to see them. Dead what would your top three hated things be? What All you right. Say, uh, I'm going to correct myself first and <laughs> say that uh, the Rugrats shrink down and entered Chucky's body to retrieve a watermelon seed. He actually mm. swallowed before it starts yeah. to go inside him. That checks out. So that's what happened. Uh, so the question is, what would you eliminate if you had uh, uh, Dr. Dusseldorf's uh, power? Uh, <laughs> a question. Can, you, can, can it be something intangible, like anxiety? Because that, that would be my first thought. But um, If it's only tangible things, what really bothers me? Mm, tangible, I'd say clowns. roller coasters roller coasters for sure wow amusement parks in general wow you just don't want to have have fun yeah navi doesn't even want to go for our own uh live podcasting at disney world i'll be at epcot getting drunk (laughs) and eating i'll be there still i just won't be in disneyland proper yeah uh people that choose to sing uh karaoke songs that have more than a five minute runtime. That's who I would eliminate. Yes, it's it's almost karaoke season again, hopefully. Hopefully soon. Oh, I've been waiting a year. A yeah. year for Lefe. I, I am so ready. Like, literally, whenever you do the first one, I will drive to New York just to be there to see your return to karaoke. Honestly, like, as someone who, like, loves to go to karaoke with like friends and like uh, at work like we would go like every thursday night as someone who loves to go to karaoke nights with friends and whose uh love Love language language is physical touch yeah Mm -hmm. this year blows (laughs) (laughs) it's terrible yeah no i need like some sort of social interaction and while zoom can do it like i i i need like events and uh, i can't wait to get like literally part of me wants to be the first person mjc sees to get the biggest hug <laughs> pick out one last good question and then i right. have to uh bid you yeah we have some more feedback that i wanted to hit on more phineas and ferb specific ones but um this one was related to what mjc brought to us so jay asks who would win in a shrinking vehicle battle phineas and ferb or miss frizzle Parentheses before the remake because the first Miss Frizzle is clearly the superior one. Oh, Miss Frizzle. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Wayne Zelinsky. <laughs> uh, Miss Frizzle, Miss Frizzle, of course. Yes, we love that. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think Wayne Zelinsky and uh, Miss Frizzle could have been married in an alternate universe <laughs> i'd love to <laughs> love to write, write that fanfic fan honey yeah. i shrunk the magic school bus um <laughs> gang uh MGC, have a have great plugs? rest of your podcast i cannot wait to listen and thank you so much for having me on yes before you go yeah. do you have any plugs where can people check you out yeah uh sure <laughs> <laughs> if you insist if you, you insist on. yeah <laughs> You don't have to plug anything. Um, you could plug no, something no, else. No, no. I, I'm on Twitter at MJCSZN. Uh, I have a podcast for the time being. 
uh, called Pilot Season. Come check it out. Yeah. Uh, and I'm 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 doing a lot of guesting on things, and so yes. just keep an eye on my Twitter, and I'll let you know when I appear on other things. Uh, but uh, uh, thank you yes. all. And Open invite back whenever you wish. Us. My pleasure, and I can't wait to listen to what I missed. So the pleasure was all all ours. So yes. if you feel obligated to talk some shit, just know I will be listening back. So <laughs> okay, bye guys. Bye. bye. And let's okay, throw it to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go to a quick musical break, and we'll be back and finish out our feedback and do our rankings. <laughs> Just the two of us in an esophagus It's time to get this mission rolling Don't want to make a fuss But that was the pancreas Slow down before we reach the colon On the hemoglobin highway In a mini submarine If you're going my way You'll see what I mean Hang a left at the spleen We are back, everyone. So now that MJC's gone, what do we want to talk about? I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> Love MJC. So happy he was here. Um, but yeah, let's finish up some feedback. And I'll, I'll, I'll pick some more Phineas and Ferb stuff. So Jay, we have a few more questions from Jay. What's the best thing you've ever given your mom or a maternal figure for their birthday? The strangest or the worst? So uh, it's like three questions in one. I don't know if yeah. I'm capable of answering all of them. What yes. have I given my mom? I have given, I, so last year for my mom's birthday, my dad and I got into the most minor of arguments. Like he, I don't remember what it was. I think he like got in my personal bubble. Literally, that's it. And I was like, yo, I have anxiety, back up. <laughs> and then like, we literally, that was literally, it was like literally like two snips and we were done, but then my mom went to bed. So that was probably her worst one. Cause she was so upset. Um, what else? What have I given my mom? Oh, I gave my mom for Mother's Day. I gave her, like, she controlled the TV. She got to pick whatever she wanted to watch and the music and stuff like that. Uh, and I've gotten her, I could get her more, like, personal things instead of, like, a gift, if that makes sense. Because until, like, this year I was going to go all out if I had a job, but I don't have a job. Yeah. So... Will or Navi? Um, so this is more a Christmas gift. Um, so we, me and my three brothers, every every year we we have this like traditional picture that we take in front of the Christmas tree where we're kind of like stacked on top of each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of my mom's favorite things is taking this picture of us stacked on top of each other. Uh, and one year we we got her like this this woven blanket. That was that had like pictures of all of these pictures of us stacked on top of each other was all over all over the blanket. It's kind of Ooh, I like love it. that. I also I also uh, got her a, a a canvas people of of yeah. uh, back when back when they had some some free canvas peoples. Yeah, uh, I did one of those. I got my dad a panda shirt, and I'm gonna get my mom one this year because she likes that. Uh, she liked it. That's what I'm getting her. But no spoilers. Navi, um, what about you? So I'm a 
really boring gift giver, though I will say this Christmas, um, I did end up getting her a picture that my program director's girlfriend took of the Northern Lights up here. And like she had like canvases made. So I bought her a canvas of the Northern Lights uh, just outside my apartment building. Actually, you could see it right outside my window. So that was really cool. Um, but usually I just get my mom like gift cards because that's honestly what brings her joy. Though I will say I often get her like uh, clothing uh, for like clothing stores. And usually she'll be like, oh, I really like this stuff at this store. So I'll like keep it in mind and I'll get her the gift card. And then when she finally gets the gift card, she's like, oh, I don't like the clothes here anymore. I want something else. So then I'm like, okay, well, the next birthday, I'll get you clothes, uh, a gift card from that clothing store. And then it happens and then again. Yeah, and then it happens again. I will say her favorite gift that I ever got her was a Bed Bath & Beyond uh, gift card so that she could buy a vacuum. That's so, uh, maybe she should have just gone to a different shorts of band in a vacuum cleaning supply store or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. My mom's like obsessed with like Bed Bath & Beyond, like uh, Canadian Tire. I don't know if there's an equivalent of Canadian Tire in the States. Is it like but... a Sears or a Marshall? Maybe. It's like a hardware store. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's like, like Lowe's and uh, Home Depot, Depot, maybe. Kind of. Like, we have Lowe's and Home Depot in Winnipeg as well. But it's like, but it also has, like, kitchen stuff as well. It has, like, a bunch, like, furniture. Like, it's kind of like a mishmash of just random shit. I know exactly what like it is. Some, I think it's like, like a Jordan's whole, Furniture here in Boston. Yeah. Like, the one up here where I live also sells clothing. For some reason, I don't know. It has like an identity crisis, but uh, she don't likes we all? that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jay's next question is, what do you think the plot of the Unicorn Whisperer is? I think we touched on this a little bit. Uh, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, we don't know, but it's probably something related to the Horse Whisperer or the Ghost Whisperer. Um, and then Jay also wants to know, if you had to pick, would you rather build a submarine or a shrink ray? And I answer... No los dos, but well, if I had yeah, to if, pick a shrink. If it's if it's not a, a shrinking sub, you know, when, when am I going to use it? Where am I going to use it? Wasn't there mm -hmm. another episode the of Phoenix and Ferb where they like shrunk down and like were little like jumping things, like jumping bugs, like yeah, with a Django, I, I, I think was there. Yeah, I think I think so. We'll yeah. we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Yes, Jay <laughs> Jay. Two more questions from Jay. Um, all I'm saying is that Isabella didn't need to be the one making the sandwich. That's all. While on the topic, what not for dogs food would you feed Pinky to start this mission? Um, something fun, a pancake. Uh, yeah, like, I guess well, it is the IHOP one with the googly eyes and the smiley face. Yeah, I guess it is. It is uh, kind of problematic that they had you know the one female character of the three of them be the one to like. And go yeah. make us a sandwich. Uh, I think it was it was definitely not intended that way, but like <laughs> like many other things in the show, uh, I think it, uh, they could have been a, a little more thoughtful. Than yeah, they were. That's a perfect um, transition to Jay's next question. But let's go back to your what you were going to say before then, because I interrupted you. Um. Uh, no. Yeah. So I I I talked about this earlier. Right. Uh. Whenever I'm giving my dogs medicine. Um, wrapped up in a piece of lunch meat is good. Yeah. Uh, they love peanut butter. Uh, cheese is good. You know, all, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And let's go to Jay's final question. Did y'all hear, and I have the receipt so we can play the TikToks. After. Yeah, I, I, I watch these TikToks too. It's... Okay. 
Did y'all hear about Dan Povenmire doubling down on implying that Baljeet's character doesn't utilize some tired and harmful stereotypes of South Asians? It was in a TikTok comment session. I can send it to y'all if you want. And I'm going to pull it. I didn't watch the TikTok, so I'll narrate no, we, if I need we don't to. Need, we don't need to play the, the TikToks. Because, okay. So, so I didn't watch the TikToks yet, though, so you need to fill me in. Um, yeah, so let me let me find the... And, and this is maybe... You know, this is, I will say, definitely a discussion that I am not equipped to speak on terribly well yeah as as the person that i am um let me let me find this you can say it as a white man (laughs) yeah yeah i mean definitely as as uh uh so there was there was you know a a lot of people and i think this is similar to to um or the person in this tiktok compares it to apu from the simpsons where where Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of uh south asian creators are, are receiving hate from people where where people will like call them Apu or Baljeet or something like that. It used to be Apu because he was the big famous one, but now we have a generation of people who know who Baljeet is, so they they use that as as sort of an attack now. Um, so so uh, Dan Pavelmeyer's comment on this video says, uh, "Why in the world do you think Baljeet was born in America? He wasn't." Uh, and then the the next two replies to this video were were this this creator who was South Asian, uh, saying, you know, we a lot of us are are receiving these hate comments. Can you at least like denounce these hate comments? Um, and and um, Swampy did comment on there, and he's like, yeah, no, we we base Baljeet off of one of my good friends. Um, the people who are using it in in a racist way are definitely not what we want um but so so swampy definitely commented on it was like hey this is all this is all bad the people who are doing this are not people who we claim um but yeah but yeah so it, it gets into i guess the discussion i think that that is maybe the the core of what's going on is is that uh belgique does provide south asian representation to the show uh however he's not a perfectly written character being written by a bunch of white men yeah that, that, <laughs> and like, he does fall into stereotypes he, and, yeah can i ask a question what was dan Meyer like why is it a little controversial for him like you said swampy didn't but like what did he say besides the fact that like like was he like kind of not taking it well the criticism uh, and, like, I, I haven't i haven't seen that that uh Jay specifically asks about Dan. Well, I I haven't seen that he commented anything other than this one comment about how Baljeet wasn't born in America. Yeah. Um. So and granted, I don't. And this is this is part of uh, part of why I don't feel uh, confident in speaking on the subject is because I don't know enough about uh, what Dan has said about everything. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I, I can definitely say that I think a lot of this could be fixed or could have been fixed just by like you know, having some South Asian people in the writing room. In all aspects uh, of production, also like not just like the writing room, but yeah, no. Not uh, to not to like like me to speak on all of this. This is this was uh, my yeah. very dumb understanding of what's going on. Yeah, no. My big thing is like, and this is kind of what I want in television and film and media and like all aspects of entertainment but not just entertainment in all fields is like more opportunities for people of color and women and sexual minorities 
trans people, like everyone who like has to fight a little harder than like the white men to get their like spot. And not just like, not just in writer's rooms, but like in all aspects of production, like, cause there's so many, like, it's like harder for uh, marginalized voices. Um, what you said makes sense. Like it, it is representation, but it's also like can be harmful at times with the way they represent him. Like he can be a little one note um, and stereotypical of like white America's perception of these characters, but there is like representation. So like it is a double-edged sword. Like how, how can you like give representation? Well, like you give a better representation, but at the time, like these are all out there now. You can't like take anything back, but you can just like learn and move forward from it. Um, Navi, do you have any thoughts since uh, you have been kind of quiet about this, but like also just want to state that like we're not experts. I am a white passing Latino man and Will is uh, a white man. So don't take anything from us. Like, listen, if you have South Asian friends, talk to them as well. Yeah, so with this, uh, with Baljeet in particular, and like Sasha Joseph talked about this on like one of the Big Brother Canada um, recaps where like, you know, Asians in general don't have great representation and South Asians in particular really don't have really shallow representation in Western media. When uh, we're usually portrayed, we usually have an accent. We're usually like newcomers. We're usually working at like a gas station or like in a, or like they're taxi drivers or they work in like fast food or in factories or something. Uh, or if they're like in more uh, affluent, they work as doctors or engineers or like in software in Silicon Valley. Um, so I, there's definitely a lot of like more shallow uh, portrayals of Asians just in general. And it is getting better. But if Dan and Pavenmeyer indeed said that, like, you know, it's not based off like tired stereotypes, then he's just like either uh, like fooling himself or he's just flat out lying or in denial. Because uh -huh. there are definitely aspects of Baljeet that very much follow those stereotypes. Like, A, he has the accent. B, he's like kind of like not super like confident or like very, um, I guess like very, um, how, what's the word? Like very like confident, very extroverted. Like he doesn't really speak his mind. He comes across as kind of cowardly at times, which is like uh, an issue that many South Asian men have. And even like people who don't, um, who pass as South Asian men, uh, such as Middle Eastern people, certain Latino people, indigenous people who pass as uh, South Asian um and and you know like his focus on like studying and like getting bullied all the time and like yeah. there's definitely more they could have done with the character and yes we still have like um like three more seasons of the show to go so like who knows what happens but for Dan to Dan Pavemeyer to say that like there's no like harmful stereotypes to Belgium like that's just flat out yeah. false there's definitely uh -huh. terrible stereotypes. Exactly. And I, part of me was curious because I actually didn't know who voiced Baljeet and I looked it up and it's... It is, well, it is a South Asian. It is a South Asian man. Malik Pancholoy. Malik Pancholi. Yeah. Pancholi, sorry. I, I, I think he's on 30 Rock. Yeah, and Weeds also. But uh, so yeah, it, it was a South Asian man. Um, but like even just like looking at another character. So Isabella Garcia Shapiro is both Jewish and Latina. But we barely know that. Like it's... A little bit of part of her identity but we really don't see that and it's not the focus of her character and i feel like it's very different for balji like uh -huh. he 
like it's part of his character and obviously like yeah it is part of south asian people's identities that they're south asian but like it's not the only thing about them like yeah exactly it, and that's why like isabella gets to be a 10 year old girl and like she still represents like different uh like a different ethnicity and a, two different cultures um and a different religion but mm-hmm. baljeet i feel like is very one-dimensional and often like stereotyped yeah and uh, i think it's because elizabella is white passing too like yeah. if it wasn't like uh, outright said like what yeah. her name last name is you wouldn't have been able yeah. to tell right but also like even stacy like is mm-hmm. also like we really don't know that she's asian yeah until exactly. they highlight that um but like and i think it's like maybe harder with animation because who knows but i think they do a good job with other characters but like baljeet always stands out as like the place that they messed up the most with the show yeah i don't know for sure yeah yeah Um, i i think we we, like we definitely mentioned that like the first time we saw baljeet in the raging bully episode was like seeing like because all a lot of these or i say a lot specifically buford and baljeet are introduced as like very distilled versions of what their characters are like not at all complex at all buford is introduced as the bully baljeet is introduced as the the indian nerd kid yeah and and it was really uncomfortable seeing that in in the first episode and yeah and hopefully as the character gets more complex then they can break away from some of those stereotypes like i i don't remember any of any of season four so yeah. maybe by the time we get there it's like that uh and i would sure hope it's like that but but yeah to to deny that these uh uh stereotypes and and harmful depictions of the character aren't there even if they didn't intend them to be there they're definitely there yeah uh, yeah because like especially like with the accent thing like uh, indian accents are always like portrayed to like mock a person and i have people in my life obviously that have accents like my mother has a, a very prominent accent since she emigrated from india and there are instances in social situations where, like even though she's lived here for like over 30 years where she doesn't feel comfortable talking to a lot of like white people especially like in front of like a large crowd because she feels that like her she's gonna get mocked and that's something mm-hmm. that's very real for South Asian people in particular. And I'm sure, um, I don't know, Felipe, if you can speak to this, um, if like people in your family have accents at all from Brazil, but if they have some the similar uh, feelings on that at all. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so my dad definitely has a little bit of an accent. My mom, not so much. And I, I feel like I remember when I was like, 13, 14. It was around Pokemon Black whenever that came out because I was playing mm-hmm. it and I was barely paying attention. But someone said to my mom, this white lady that was a friend of this other white lady that was a friend of my dad's friend. And she was like, oh, you have a little bit of an accent. And my dad's friend is also Brazilian. You have a little bit of an accent, but you, and then pointing to my mom being like, you don't have an accent at all. And I'm surprised by that. Yeah. And like, I didn't even realize that, like put two and two together like later. And it's like, she like was pointing it out. And like, I, I don't know, like, 
uh, I didn't know if I was like supposed to be like proud of my mom for like not having an yeah. accent or whatever. Oh, I could tell the yeah. amount of times that like I, I work as like a, a radio news reporter. And so I often interview people. And lately with the pandemic, I've been interviewing people over the phone. And even like before the pandemic, I would interview people over the phone, um, mm-hmm. even to like just schedule interviews for them to come into the station to do the interview. And so like I would talk to them and, and like, first off, they would think my name is Natalie, not Navi. Like they would mm. mishear my name. Like I could go on about like that whole yeah. thing too. But then when they come in, they're like, oh, like I, I did not anticipate that like you were the one I'm talking to. I'm like, okay. And like, yeah. I've had like a few people outright say, oh, like you sound really white. And I'm like, what does that even mean? I, I, it's just very like weird. Yeah. What uh, does that mean? It's like not a, that's the not amount a of comments I've had, like I, I can, I've lost count of how many times I've heard that in my life. Yeah. No, it was just like the, one of the first times I remember being aware of that, uh, what was the original question? Accents, something about accents and <laughs> my parents and I don't remember. But also, I don't remember. If I remember when editing, I can do an Ali Lasher moment, but I probably mm-hmm. won't. But I also just want to say this time, like, because I remember the first time that Belgi appeared on screen, I immediately asked Navi, like, how was this for you as, a, as like a kid watching this? And like, even though my heart was in the right place, because I love talking about representation in media and like my mm-hmm. own perspective doing that. I do want to apologize, like calling you out specifically when I should have asked both of you, like, what was it like seeing this representation? Because like, I don't know, I didn't want to like highlight you and like, I don't know, I felt I felt bad about that since I like I said that. No, no, I, I understand that you had good intentions. And I think even at the time I said like, you know, to be honest, I don't really relate to Belgeet at all like uh just because yeah. no yeah. and I was just asking like about seeing someone like a South Asian character on TV not like being like relatable like at, at mm-hmm. some somewhat um just like seeing someone that like was more representative of you at least in looks and yeah but yeah I, I mean yeah like having like an Indian person or a South Asian person in general is generally generally a good thing but like it's a whole yeah. another actually like relate to yeah like I'm sure Baljeet and I like have similar experiences but uh like you know I was born in the west he emigrated like you know it's like kind of a different there are different experiences within that one experience no yeah and that's that's the important thing with the representation is like having more people on tv that look different and diverse to like encapsulate someone who might fit your life better but like at least a little bit like you can see some little bit of you and yeah plus like the thing is I think growing up I didn't have the most like conventional like childhood when you think of like a South Asian kid's childhood like I didn't really have that at all like uh, I I won't go into it too much but like I think that's another reason why I just yeah. don't do a lot of like earlier depictions of South Asian characters is just because like you know I didn't grow up that way so yeah no yeah I don't know if this was something you experienced but I grew up in a very white area so like I was very lucky I I grew up in like a mostly immigrant neighborhood with a lot of people of color a lot of like people from all over the world not even just from like Asia or like um in it from uh uh like from all over the world like Europe um there were a lot of indigenous people who were living up where I was and and so like I I guess I was like very lucky in the sense like where I would grew up kind of being a little bit protected by that but I will say um the school that I went to most of the teachers were white and so I found it very hard to like be comfortable around them because like it's just tough to like have that 
it's tough to like talk to an authority figure when you don't feel like you can relate to them at all and like yeah and I think the schools have gotten better but uh, I don't know I think my school my um my high school career um and like before that like elementary middle school may have been a bit different had there been more you know South Asian teachers or even like Filipino teachers or like literally anyone except for like a white teacher like I think it would have made a difference for me yeah and I should rephrase my town there were not a lot of black and latin latino and latina and latinx people mm-hmm. i know latinx is kind of like a troubling word at these times yeah. but like i'm just going to use that because that's what i've been using a lot um but there were like I, i'm lucky that i did have like asian and south asian friends uh that like did have a little bit of culture and then when i went to high school i went to there were like a lot more people of color that i got to learn their experiences and like even still like we had so there boston has this thing where they will bus students who live in Boston, like primarily black kids who live in Boston and take them to these like more privileged middle schools and elementary schools. And that's the thing. So like I did have experiences, but like none of my black friends lived in the area. So I always had to like coordinate much like it Mm -hmm. was like, that's a little bit about my life. But yeah, Yeah. Jay, thank you for this question that like led a lot of thoughtful discussion. And again, like, I am not the most experienced in discussing this, but I am always here for more diversity in the media, like, again, and I hope that Dan Povermeyer makes a better statement because that's going to be really hurtful if he doesn't. Um, yeah, so should we get into some rankings? Yeah. yeah. Um, so fire safety badges. Are we counting the, the giant cord or no? Uh, no, it's the no. stash that contains all the badges. Yeah, okay. Uh, the innators. I have written three things down, and I want to get your thoughts on it. So it's shrink mm-hmm. Navi. What was it again? Shrink spheriter. Shrink spheria. Yeah. Shrink spheria. Yeah. Um, the shrink spheria. The make up your mind innator and any flat surface magnet belt. Are we ranking the third one? Uh, I I could go either way. I, okay. I, I don't know if we need to, but you know, if you if we want to put it in there, I can put it in there. Somewhere. I'm gonna put the shrink spheria. Does anyone have their shrink sphere ranked already? No, uh, I have. I do. I have it at number six. I, okay. I, uh, you know, you maybe take points off a little bit because it's not, it doesn't have innator in the name, but you know, he at least mentions like why it doesn't have innator in the name. It's not like the, the giant building robot or the termite controlling helmet that doesn't have innator and also doesn't mention it. Uh, so I have this at number six, right below the destructinator and the poopinator. And right above the termite controlling helmet, I think this is a you know a good idea. The, the, you know you can you can use it to essentially get rid of something you don't like, uh, and and he has it for a totally petty reason. Like he's he's only like getting rid of very petty things that he doesn't like. So I, I think it's funny. Yeah. Number six. I have it at number five, similar to you. It's in between my Meltonator sixty five thousand sixty five hundred and the termite controlling helmet. Yeah, I like. I think I put it above the termite controlling helmet because he had a reason for the the gag for the, like the name, and that was kind of why I had I was like okay that's why I put it above termite controlling helmet. Navi, what about you? So I had the shrink spheria at number eight. So like we're mostly around the same ballpark, I guess, for this. Uh, yeah, fun, uh, fun. Um... I would definitely have this one over the submarine, or not the submarine. Yeah, th- that was a totally different thing. Sorry, 
feel free to edit this out. Um, yeah, I have it at number eight. Uh, so right around the same ballpark. Uh, I probably won't add anything more to this because you kind of nailed the nail on the head on that one. So, mm. yeah. Um, and then let's go to the makeup of your mind, Nader. I have it. I'll go first this time. I yeah. put it at number nine in between the distance evaporator and uh, above the woodenator. So I think it's under the age accelerator inator and the distance evaporator because it's kind of like one of those fun long names. Uh-huh. and it has a catchy name but like i think it's not as interesting as those two like i don't think i would ever use it like even if i'm indecisive like i don't i don't i would just flip a coin that's that's if, what i would do if if the machine made someone make, make up their mind it would be like top three top five for me but since the thing that it does is like destroys someone who can't make up their mind i have it at number nine i think i think it's an all-time good name i think it's it's solving a very like real problem that i have in my life um but the fact that what it does is destroys people is is what knocks it down for me i have a number nine yes navi so i have this at number two nice do it (laughs) between the poopinator and the voiceinator Look, the reasons why you lowered it is the reason why I have it so high. I love the fact that instead of, you know, letting you uh, change your mind, it just destroys the person entirely. Like, mm-hmm. for some reason, I find that hilarious. And so mm-hmm. uh, that's why it's at number two. Yeah, I, I guess I was I was coming at this one from, like, would I like it? Would I like to use it? Which is usually my calculus for, like, the ranking what Phineas and Ferb do in every episode. Um, but, but I, I forget that for Doofenshmirtz stuff, I'm, I'm ranking based on like how cool it is, how impressive it is and how good the storyline is. So, so with that in mind, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to move this higher. Uh, I, I don't know where yet I'll maybe get to it at at the end of the season or something. Yeah. You've, you've convinced me to move it up. See, Navi is a a persuasive queen. We love that. (laughs) Um, Am I though? I like barely said a sentence, but okay. <laughs> Listen, that's how powerful you are. You can barely say anything and change minds. Um, okay. And then lastly, we get the any flat surface magnet belt, which I put at 11 in between the woodenator and the deflatinator because once again, I remember the deflatinator and the destructinator. The destructinator is the gnomes, the deflatinator is the balloon and the tires, but this is more memorable and it's so goofy that Doofenshmirtz got himself in a pickle because he he put himself on the wall so that's me personally and i don't know it just gave me more entertainment navi or will uh i didn't rank this one earlier so now it's it's tough for me it's tough for me um yeah i didn't rank it either but like should i cut it from my rankings like, you can, no you can I, leave it I, if you want. I just ranked well, it because like like well i i think i'm not gonna rank it I'll, okay. I'm going to move it over to my list of things that don't count. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, so the episode with the woodenator, we ranked the woodenator, but we didn't rank the thing that he used to make a bubble. Uh, right. So it's like, we're not ranking all, or I'm not ranking all of his, his gadgets. I'm, I'm ranking like his, his big device. The innator. Yeah. The, the innators, even if they're not yeah. called innators, the big thing. Yeah. Well, if I were to rank it, I would put it at number four between the voiceinator and the freezeinator for like the same reason as I put the makeup your mindinator so high is just because of mm-hmm. the ridiculousness of it all. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. So um, I wanna I wanna go to the shrink sub in the inventions and activities first because sure. the birthday party is much easier for me. I have so many questions, and I'll start with my questions before I go to someone else because I haven't ranked it yet. Uh-huh. But part of me is like. I don't know if I want to do the shrink sub because then you're in some inside someone's body and that's not fun. Well, you don't have to use it to go inside. Yeah, but then what else are you going to use it? Because then you go down the drains. That's not that. I don't know. You you can like uh, whatever kind of thing you want to do. Like you want to look at something in a microscope, you can, you know, look at it up close in in the shrink sub or something. Yeah. See, my thing is, if I wanted the shrink sub, I would just get in the shrink sub, shrink down, and then like ant man it up. But then that's also stressful because then someone's going to step on you. And you have to get back in the shrink sub to like go giant. So I don't know. I have lots of questions. Navier Willow, have either of you ranked the shrink sub first? Yeah, I put this at uh, number nine. It's it's below the roller coaster, above the medieval tournament. Okay. I, yeah. I I think it's 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 one of those things that like I think it could be fun. I think it it does have very limited uses. That's for sure. Uh, but I think it's fun. I think it's it it it'd be a fun thing to try. So I have the shrink sub at number 13 between medieval jousting and thumb war. I mean, it was like a fine thing. Like I don't see myself ever using it for myself personally, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it worked well for what the episode, uh, for what the episode called for. Yeah. My thing with the shrink sub, I ended up putting it at number 10 between race car and robot. Like, I feel like it's not as fun as the top nine, but I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe like it's fun to try one time uh like more so than a lot of these other things and then i can start us off with the birthday party this might be surprising high i put it at five i don't know i just like love throwing like a big birthday party and like being an event planner that's like something like if either of you have big birthday plans and you want me to do it i would love to i love organizing yeah i would i would love to have a a big birthday party organized for me yes but uh, i don't want to i don't want to have to do the organizing I don't know. That just excited me. I'm like, oh, we have all these ones. But I'm also the guy that when I was like little and you had friends come over for Thanksgiving and you had this whole like detailed plan and then prepared for like the itinerary. And then when it doesn't happen, you go cry in your room instead of hanging out with them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Navi or Will, where do you have them? I have this at number 14 uh, in between the circuit, below the circus, above the cattle drive. I think this, it's, you know, a series of a lot of nice things that they that they did for their mom they you know they had an omelet station they had a sundress fashion show they had a big like tribute video all of these things are nice i don't know if they're as you know technically impressive as all of the other things they did um and i i think it'd be a, a fun afternoon but i think i would rather you know, spend a day at the circus i think that would be more fun uh, yeah. So I, I think these are these are nice things, but but uh, yeah, number fourteen. Navi, what about you? So I have ranked birthday second to last at number nineteen. Mm-hmm. I am not a birthday person at all. I, I don't like throwing parties. Like the whole thing, like organizing stuff is just not my thing. I'm very much the come with gal, where I'm like, okay, you guys plan this, and I'll just show up, and I'll like sign the card or whatever, and I'll like give you like the ten dollars to buy the present and like just leave me out of it I I did not care for like the birthday party idea itself and also like in the episode itself it's not like they spent like hours and hours planning it was like all very last minute uh 
it just i i just i'm not i'm not a birthday yeah so what's it above what's the thing you have it higher than the mummy okay (laughs) yeah uh i think i have circus above it should tell you all you need to know yeah and roller coasters yeah circuses and roller coasters are above birthday parties yeah because at least with those i just have to show up i don't have to like organize or prepare anything yeah then you make good points navi you make good points uh so next up we'll do some song rankings because we have to skip over the duke backstories because we didn't get any backstories in uh dresselstein or uh gimpelstoop uh so let's start off with mom it's your birthday will as the defender of the song i want to go to you first uh it's right outside of my top five i have this at number six uh it's below the theme song it's above the my nemesis song uh, I've, I've already said just about all I could say about this song that, you know, it, it, as a standalone song, uh, it's my favorite of the sort of like, uh, sentimental type song, like this compared to my nemesis compared to my undead mummy and me. Um, I think it's the best of those songs. Um, but I, I think it's context within the episode is, is what makes it so good for me. So I have a number six right below the theme song outside of my top five. Before I go on, Phineas and Ferb sing a song to Candace later, right? In a similar style, or am I just making that up? Am I blending um, these two together? Maybe I, the, um, Candace's birthday is a big central part of the Candace's Against the Universe movie. Is it? No, I, I, so. I thought, I, no, I'm thinking of an episode where like, they they show a slideshow of Candace's life. Am I, uh, I think that's the movie. Well, okay. I mean, maybe it's also maybe it's also an episode. But I feel I like I remember that from when I was a kid. But yeah, um, I put "Mom, It's Your Birthday" at number eleven between "My Goody Two Shoes Brother" and "On the Trail," only because I don't remember the lyrics besides "Mom, It's Your Birthday" at the start. Like I don't remember, and like it's memorable. I remember the song coming in. I remember that line, but I didn't remember the rest. Whereas I could sing "My Goody Two Shoes Brother." Um, I think it's a little better than On the Trail and Backyard Beach and My Undead Mummy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I have it. Navi, what about you? What do you have it at? So I have it at number 13 between theme song and one good scare ought to do it. Like I said, not a birthday person. The sentiment's nice. Ashley Tisdale has the voice of an angel. But it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, sorry. I'm not sorry a very to, sentimental person. Sorry to interrupt. Um, wait. Okay, hold on. Oh, okay, no, that's a happy birthday Isabella episode. Candace's birthday was in the Mount Rushmore episode. Yeah. Candace's like yes. Song was no, her but there, song. there was they sing a song to Candace at one point, a song about her being a sister, like when they oh. want to do something nice for Candace. Phineas and for Candace a song. Let's see. Not Queen. Oh, that's a Bob, Queen of Mars. Um. Yeah, we'll find it. I'll find it. Uh, in the meantime, Navi, start us off. Where you have Hemoglobin Highway? So I have it at number eighteen between He's a Bully and It's Candace. It's a fine song. Like it's not super memorable for me. Like I didn't remember it before I came into this episode. I probably won't remember it after this today after talking about it so but it's not bad by any means so i think this is the right spot for it i found out uh, what song i was thinking of it's little brothers what was what was the number you said navi 18 18 okay i have it at 17 yeah i okay. i have it 
below so right now i have i'm lindana and i want to have fun at 16 that will probably move up at the end of the season uh but if that moves up then i have it in between he's a bully and he's bigfoot those two songs yeah uh i found out the other song it's little brothers i don't remember what episode it's from but that's the one i was thinking of um so i have hemoglobin highway at 15 in between my undead mummy and friend of joys and fur bots i think it was a bop and if it was just like based on like boppiness maybe it'd be higher but it's unmemorable otherwise um and i think i remember all the ones above it like finnitures and fur bots i remember but i think this one is a better song so that's why it's in that tier um do we want to ask one more question that we just got sure uh, yeah what is it giovanni wants to ask who's the better pet pair the platypus or courage the cowardly dog hands down pair the platypus uh yeah yeah definitely <laughs> not even close for me sorry courage i hope you get uh, as an anxious person, I completely understand what you're going through, but I hope you find better owners and um, don't scare children as much as you do these days. Um, but yeah, so are we ready to go to episode rankings? Let's do it. Okay. Mom's birthday. Does anyone have it ranked already? Yeah, I have it at number seven. I think this is a solid B tier episode. I have it above iBrobot and below Splinter. Yes. Um, I have it at number six in between Flop Stars and Candace Loses Her Head. That's where I have it. Navi, what about you? I have it at number eight between Tree to Get Ready and Are You My Mummy? But like I said, a bajillion times before now, I am definitely going to move some stuff around. Like Tree to Get Ready should be a lot higher on the ranking Uh and Are You My Mummy should be way lower on the ranking. So uh, TBD Uh on that one for now. Yes. And then Journey to the Center of Candace. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this episode. Will I remember much about it in SP? Probably not. But I had mm-hmm. a ton of fun watching it. And Gut Punch, I have it at eight in between Candace Moves to Her Head and Jerk de Soleil. So um, I, we'll see if we move it later. But it was one of my, it's definitely top 10 for what we've watched so this far. Is, this is a C tier episode for me. It's somewhere in the middle. I have it at 13 out of 20 right now. Okay. And what's Mom's birthday? A B tier? Or an A tier? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have, Mom's birthday, I'd say it, it's probably the uh, high B tier for Mom's birthday and a low C tier for this one. Yeah. And Navi, what about you? And us, and us strong. Um, I'm between you guys. I have Journey to the Center of Candace at number 11. Um, huh. You know, it's definitely better than the episodes we talked about last week, but it's not like the pinnacle of Phineas and Ferber or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It yes. was, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed these episodes. Um, I think what I've realized is I enjoy a lot of the episodes. Actually, did I take notes for It's About Time or did someone else do that? The episodes that I, I lead, I feel like I don't like, but maybe it's also the episodes that I, I am I always given. I always watch them all the way through once before mm-hmm. I take them. See, I like taking notes while I watch because then I feel like, uh, I don't know, it's just like I will take things down. And then if I don't feel like it's important, mm-hmm. then I won't write it down but then if there's a funny joke then i won't have it so i don't know i i I take notes on a second watch yeah you you're very prepared i feel like you're the most prepared between yeah not not to shame navi but i think (laughs) i'm last navi second and then will's first no i I I tend to like i tend to like navi's notes better than i like my notes yeah i don't even write notes i just like kind of go off my memory and i'll occasionally reference the wiki page but other than that (laughs) i just go off of like what i remember yeah um but that does it for this week will what are we doing next week next week is i i had it pulled up it's also on my tv right here next week is runaway runway 
I mentioned this earlier where the uh, runaway show. runway and I scream, you scream. I don't remember yes. that episode at all. So I'm so excited looks to like watch I'm it. in charge of runaway runway. And yeah, Will's taking our questions next week. So yeah. like direct uh, any questions you think. R- runaway uh, runway is the one where, where Candace becomes like the, the coup de crayon. Yeah. I think is what they call it. Um, I don't remember yeah, much I, about these episodes. Honestly, I couldn't tell you what they were about besides the first one is a runway theme and then the other mm-hmm. one. We'll tell you next week. Yes. So if you have questions, you can direct that to what you do in pod on Twitter or our email, what you do in pod at gmail.com. Will's going to be collecting those next week and doing, leading us through our rankings and me and Navi will lead you through the episodes. Um, Navi, what do you have going on these days? Well, you can follow me on Twitter and at Clubhouse at Cause I'm Navi. Uh, I was recently on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me talking about the season one finale of Dawson's Creek where I verbally eviscerate uh, <laughs> that, that whole show. Um, much to the chagrin of Sarah and to the amusement of Jessica Sterling. That was a ton of fun. Um, I'm sorry to all the Dawson's Creek stands that I offended over the course of that episode um yeah. but yeah that's about all i have and um, pop culture wise what what's something oh new? pop culture wise let's see uh, i've been playing more video games have been playing you know bravely default 2 which is like an rpg on the switch that's been fun i've been playing more final fantasy 8 which has also been fun um i i watched the scooby oh yeah i was on your scooby-doo podcast but like i'll leave you plug that because that's your thing um and I, I, I'm sure I'll get around to like WandaVision and the Winter Soldier and Falcon eventually. Yes. I think I have that reverse Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, but yeah, that's about it for plugs. I don't have a whole lot of time going on this week. It's been kind of busy. Yeah. William, what about you? What's yes. happening on everyone and their brother? I know you just uh, told me yesterday, but tell yeah, the so listeners. The the most recent episode we did, we uh, found this this guy posted a uh, on Twitter a, a fast food tier list, uh, and we kind of took it apart and, and talked about where this guy is wrong. Um, it was it was really fun. I, I think it's it's a, a good listen if if you have the time. Uh, you can follow me on on Twitter and Instagram at Davis comma Will. I, I just posted on Instagram this morning for the first time in a long time. Wow. Uh, Do I even follow you on Instagram? If not, that's offensive to you. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I post like very infrequently on Instagram. I don't blame it, people for not following me on, on Instagram. Oh, no, I see it. Um, uh, what else? Oh, I, I'm on an upcoming episode of, of Wombat Water with, with uh, uh, some great people. Isabelle Bourgeois on that episode. J.D. McGuire. Corey B, the aforementioned Corey B, and uh, Tori from the Ready to Be Petty podcast. It was a very fun podcast we did about eggs. Uh, so I'm excited for, for people to hear that. Uh, pop culture wise, uh, I've still been watching uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Just just finished the first season yesterday. I had never watched it until, until last week uh, and just finished book one, as they say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Excited for you to get to book two, Earth. Yeah, it's been fun. My yeah. favorite season. Yes. I feel like we we should like compare Phineas and Ferb characters to Avatar characters later in the in the course of the show. <laughs> yes. But, um, 
Yeah. So next up for me, well, you can follow me at what the fleep on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the Brazilian Dragon Podcast at Brazil Dragon Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And on the Brazilian Dragon, yesterday we dropped uh, the third season of The Hunger Games. Uh, no spoilers, but it was wild. Danielle Wasserman joined me from the Are You There, Love? It's Danny and Izzy podcast. Yeah. And just want to plug their podcast. They do, uh, they read uh, trashy romance novels and <laughs> podcasts about it. And uh, they may or may not be doing Smutty Summer this summer. So oh. if, if it's a hot girl or hot guy summer, Yay. not a white guy summer, Chet no. Hanks, but um <laughs> Yeah, so I wanted to give them a shout out. It's a fun ride. We did a Hunger Games brand steal, which is what we do on the Brazilian Dragon podcast because A, it's faster, and B, we don't want to steal Mike Bloom's thing. Uh, but honestly, I think that if he's willing, do you think we could try to like reach out to Mike Bloom to do a Phineas and Ferb brand steal at some point? Survivor that would be- yeah, that'd be very fun. Yeah, let's, let's hit on. Because I think he's a Phineas and Ferb watcher, if not fan. Uh, he's seen a few episodes because... Uh, yeah, so we can talk about that offline. Mike Bloom, if you hear this, you have an open invitation whenever, but also for the Brand Steel episode, if we ever do that. Um, then Thursday, TBD when this drops, I think I'm going to try to get this out by tonight, but I, and I still have to edit the Thursday one because I'm not even halfway done with that. But uh, we dropped a three and a half hour podcast on the Brazilian Dragon. Zillennial theme song bracket with myself, TTN, TikTok Nicole and Jacob. So that's that was a lot of fun. Jacob learned how to read during that podcast. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and then next Monday, Scooby Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed with these two lovely people on the phone call with me, Will and Navi, as well as Jacob. Uh, yeah, and if you just want to hear me smile about Scooby Doo and his artistic skills, you have to tune into that podcast because that lives rent free in my life and gives me joy. Pop culture-wise, I am watching with my family Aretha, genius, genius Aretha, sorry. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, my professor is the EP, or my former professor is one of the executive producers on it. So, uh, And also I'm a big Aretha Franklin fan. So I was like, let me watch this. Um, and yeah, so that's what I'm watching these days. And still have a ton of theme songs stuck in my head. Like every day I wake up and a new one pops back into the head and that's my earworm for the day. Two days ago, it was Elmo's World. Today, it was Clifford's Puppy Days that was rolling around in my head. Um, did did uh, was that influenced by Jacob at all? Maybe, maybe it was. But yeah, and then I had something else pop culture wise to plug, but I forgot. So um, I guess watch the Fairly Odd Parents or something <laughs> with your free time. Yeah. Uh, with all that said, thank you very much for another episode of What You Doing. We'll be back next week with uh, Ice Cream, You Scream, and runaway runway yeah yes and yeah. i don't think we have a guest for that one so nope. it might just be it just it's just gonna be the gang and so stay tuned everyone bye bye, bye. i know you know what you're doing today i know you know what you're doing isabella buford phineas and ferb Candace gonna bust you if you